Everyone else was watching the Kardashians. Yeah. That's what the Americans do. Yeah, I mean, but... but How was that, by the way? Was it a good show? Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Thursday, September 8th, 2011. Time to get my nation media assassination, episode 337. This is No Agenda. Enjoying the view from here of the United States of Europe from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in the People's Republic of Southern California. Yay. In the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where the traffic is backing up, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Craig Robin Buskill in the morning. Hey, 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 hey. Almost you think f- it was September 11th? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's, it's douchebaggery, I tell you. Everyone's out promoting a book, promoting a scanner, promoting some kind of uh, security device. Squirrel. It's really bad. Really, really bad. And it's just it's the the mainstream media just profiting off of it, left and right. Front page of the New York Times this morning. Mm. Uh, right hand first was a picture of the guys in the debate, but then the main story is the whole building just came apart. Vivid view of nine eleven attacks in real time from newly published audio files. He also saw Time Magazine is publishing never before seen pictures. <laughs> what? You're telling ten me years later? Yeah, it's this, it's a photographer who's had him on his website for like ten years, but I guess never before published in uh, Time Magazine, perhaps. And it's just like really that. Wow, thanks guys. And it's a picture. The whole of, the entire the, the paper today was extra large, and the entire Thursday styles a whole section. The whole front page is a bond forged in tragedy, and there's a picture after picture how it started on September 11, 2001. You know, these guys were the ones who were always moaning about how the Bush administration was exploiting using September it, Using 11. it too much, yeah. WTC seven won't go away. I found it. Ah. Actually, one of our producers resent it to me. That's the great thing about this show. <laughs> it's like... Nothing uh, is lost ever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Although, people, please try and use uh, search.nashownotes.com a little more. Because I'm always getting emails, people saying, hey, that clip of, you know, this and that. Rah. And then I say, well, let me just Google that for you, i.e. search.nashownotes.com. And I, it always comes up immediately. It's so easy to find. Somebody asked me something the other day, one of our our producers, and it was just like, I just Googled it, exactly his question. I put the question in Google, and then <laughs> and just gave up. him the Google link, <laughs> Yeah, which which comes up as a Google search. Well, you know that you know the website, right? Let me Google that for you? No. Yeah, I think it's uh, com. Let me Google that for you. And it takes you to, let me Google that for you. So that's the link I often send back, lmgtfy.com. It's funny. It's very funny. So in the morning to you, Jean-Claude. In the morning to you and in the morning to all ships at sea, feet on the air, boots on the ground, and uh, subs in the ocean. And let's not forget the bakers in the kitchen. And, of course, uh, our human resources who once again vigilantly are all standing by in our chat room at noagendachat.net, noagendastream.com, with the website soon to be revamped. I saw... A new version of that. Our producer's hard at work on creating I think that's NAGradio.com. They're uh, working on new stuff. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful model we've created. And uh, very proud of all the work that everybody's doing. So I'm, uh, I'm a little pissed. 
for a number. Well, no, I'm really pissed just for a number of reasons. But uh, I've kind, I kind of missed a some, number of reasons. <laughs> yeah, well, for yeah, n- reason number one, my uh, my feeling, my crown fell out the last week of the Hot Pockets 2008 tour. Fell out. Yeah, and and, and you know, just was gone. And that's one of those moments. It disappeared. Where, yeah, it's one of those things was where you're bouncing like, around in your mouth. You didn't bite it or anything. No, I was flossing, and then I'm like, "Oh, what's this gaping hole? Wow, <laughs> what is this moon crater?" And the first thing you do is you look on the ground, and I, we never found it. So I presume I swallowed it. I don't know. You probably swallowed it in your sleep. No, because I was flossing, and it was there, and then it wasn't there. It it, it was weird. But anyway, hmm. so I go to uh, the dentist. Go to the dentist to have this uh, repaired. Now this is a is a problem uh, tooth. I've had different dentists work on it for like ten years. They've been you know they're sculpting, reconstructing. They're creating like entire uh, you know uh, works of art. And there's only there's like you know less than thirty percent of the tooth there, and it's had a a root canal. And they're like, okay, well let's uh, let's uh, take a look at this, and then, uh, well, you know, it looks like we have to redo the root canal because it might be a little infected. Well, yeah, of course, because it, you know, oh. yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and uh, and you know, then of course I haven't had a cleaning for a year. I just I never get around <clears throat> to it. Yeah, it's bad. So they're going to do deep scale cleaning. A- end of story. After insurance, which and by the way, my insurance is now gouged for the rest of uh, my lifetime. Doesn't I can't get ins- you know the we have some kind of dental coverage at Mevio, which is the only thing I get from them. Um, some kind is the right uh, operative yeah. words. So it's three thousand dollars after insurance. Three thousand dollars. I mean, who's got that kind of money? It's just, well, that's what I say. They should have single payer. Whatever it is, just, I mean, this, no, it, they shouldn't be ripping me off is what it is. Oh, that's never going to end. It's just, it, what a ripoff. It's like, you know, really? So, I mean, I appreciate the guys doing some work there, but uh, $1,900 for a root canal? Are you effing kidding me? It's just a dude for an hour. Yeah, sure he's an hour's hit. work. Yeah. And he's, you, good yeah. work if you can get it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I've always wondered why it's, if it was done by the hour instead of by the procedure. Yeah, because we should ask our. You know, we have one of our knights as a dentist. He could probably explain it to us. Well, I think the problem is, is that you know they uh, because they're gouging the insurance companies, which in turn are gouging us. That's why that procedure has a nineteen hundred dollar fee, and uh, and that's what the insurance will pay for it. But it's not like what what Joe Schmo schmuck podcaster Adam Curry can afford. It's just anyway. I, I was in a very bad mood because of this. Besides the fact that it's going to hurt. What do you mean it's going to hurt? Well, it doesn't hurt now. But the, Why not? Because it doesn't hurt. But they they showed me the... I actually said, show me the x-ray. And they showed me where the infection was. I'm like, oh, jeez. You had an infection? Well, that's why they have to redo the reopen up the root canal. They're going to drill into my head and implant... Maybe that's it. They're going to put a <laughs> chip in there. It's oh. about time. Oh, no. But that's not what I was really pissed at. I'm pissed uh, that we've totally missed what has uh, been happening. It, you know, it's the big, big, big picture. And uh, what have I been calling the Eurozone for years? What have I been calling it? The Eurozone? No. I've always called it the United States of Europe. Yeah. And finally, the douchebag elites are calling it the United States of Europe. Oh, when's this? 
this ha- well, this is now happening, and all of a sudden, it's like, wow, maybe this. Was- these aren't states; they're countries. But that's another no, story. But they're literally going to call it the United States of Europe. Literally, that's uh, that's what Merkel is now calling it. Here, uh, Gerhard Schroeder is calling it that. Um, and and I now I've figured it out. See, when uh, we actually started the show around the time when I started checking out the Lisbon Treaty, and the Lisbon Treaty was what pulled the political aspects of Europe together after scamming everybody into thinking it was just about one single currency. And then they created this, uh, uh, you know, this government, this uh, European Parliament in Brussels and in Luxembourg. How crazy is that? Two different places. And uh, and they've always and and this this uh, Lisbon Treaty was implemented because they couldn't get the original document through, which was the European Constitution, because no one wanted that. And you know, and the Constitution had like the 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 national anthem, it had the flag, and people were like, well, hold on a second, we don't want that. And then they they slammed this Lisbon Treaty through, even though uh, uh, it failed the first time because. Uh, well, the Netherlands said no. France said no. Then uh, they said, well, we need a do-over. And Britain was never allowed to vote on it, even though they were promised to vote on it. Then Ireland was the last one. Ireland said no. And they said, do-over. And then Ireland, of course, said yes. And then we have this Lisbon Treaty. But now what they're calling for, and all of the finance ministers are saying, yeah, we need this, is they're saying that they, they need to have more power, more centralized power in Brussels. In fact, Haiku Herman the president of the United States of Europe uh, has now uh, said, you know what, uh, I am now announcing that I um, am willing to continue as president of the United States of Europe uh, if we have uh, more power, more economic power in Brussels. And, of course, this is exactly what was we could have seen this happening. You know, I'll bet you Hitler is rolling in his grave. <laughs> yeah, he's pissed. Like, he's saying, hey, was what? that easy? <laughs> Why did I have to kill people? This was dumb. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So you can just see it happening. The only way out for, because of course everyone's going to be like, eh, whatever, let's just stop, stop the craziness. We're all losing our shirts. We're all paying for Greece and Italy and Spain and Portugal. You do whatever. We don't care anymore. And then we'll have all the power to be centralized. And congratulations, you're screwed. And there you have it. United States of Europe, United States of America, which of course already is. Uh, Canada, United States, and Mexico, and all these treaties you see that we, you know, we have all these deals with Canada, and we know that we're cutting all the deals with Mexico, certainly economic deals. Uh, then, of course, Libya, Tunisia, Egypt, you know, that's going to be the United States of Africa. And then we get the United States of Asia, which is it's bound to happen. You know, what is Japan? Japan's got to, like, capitulate. And then we have the Trilateral Commission above that, and then we've got our one world government. It is so close to happening. I finally see it. And I can't believe we've been focused on all the smaller bits, but the larger thing, it just came into view for me. Time to shut down the show. <laughs> no, man, we're going down with the ship. We're going all the way down. <laughs> but it's just like, wow. Wow, they're actually doing it. You know, and, and people have been calling, certainly me, but maybe both of us crazy, like, nah. There's no new world order, no new world government. There is. It's happening right before your eyes. And douchebags like Haiku Herman are going to be leading it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see how long it takes before they tried to kill Farage once before, so let's see what happens now. 
We need to hear, hear more from him. You know he's given a bunch of speeches. Yeah. Not, not, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's hard. it's been so hard to find stuff. C-SPAN once again. I, you know, what is wrong with C-SPAN? C-SPAN is supposed to be about our government. Now they're showing the British government about the, you know, they're showing the committee hearings about Murdoch's phone hacking scandal. This doesn't belong on C-SPAN. Get it off. It's been, it's been on C-SPAN forever. That I know, stuff. but get it off. It's annoying me. This is not our government, or is this just another ploy to show how great a parliamentary government is? It's so well, great. That's a good one. Yeah. It's not, but it's not showing how great it is. It's showing how idiotic it seems. Well, to you and I, and and Mister Collins, you do that very well. You'd fit, we could throw a wig on you, and we're done. Yeah, well, I had a professor at the uh, University of California who was there was a visiting professor from Oxford or Cambridge or someplace, and this guy. You couldn't understand a word he said. It was just unbelievable. Just bub 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 bub. People, professionals took notes, and it was only savior. By the way, I'd like to welcome everybody who is brand new to the program today. I know we have a number of new listeners after your outstanding PR job on this week in tech, John. Fantastic! I listened to the show uh, post uh, broadcast. What a good job you did, my friend. You just kept bringing it up. It was great. It was opportunities. It was like an uh, uh, open door. That's because what's interesting is that ev- all news analysis shows are basically talking about what we're talking about, only they're stupid. And we have it. <laughs> and, and we're smart. And we know what we're talking about. And you, you, you just no, they don't go the extra mile. That's the reason. Right. They just read whatever the press release says, and then, right. then they regurgitate it. Right. And what do we do? We don't get press releases. <laughs> no, no, one send, them to us. no one sends us any PR releases. <laughs> We're no good. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so it's, uh, yeah, the media has been very uh, hard to get through all of this 9-11 crap that, uh, that everyone has Oh, it's been just going to go on for the next two or three days. And then when 9-11, which is a Sunday show. Oh, oh that is a Sunday show. Great. Yeah. Well, I, uh, the, sun- the only thing that I, that I caught... Uh, basically, uh, Lucy Napolitano was on it was on everywhere. She had multiple appearances because, of course, they came out with this uh, uh, implementing the nine eleven commission report, the progress report, which I have a PDF file in the show notes at three three seven dot dot com. You can uh, catch a copy of that. Uh, so she was she was even at Politico at some like breakfast uh, thing, which was kind of weird. And um, well, there's something going on with political because the political guy was also the uh, co-questioner uh, the, uh, on the dais with uh, with Williams, Brian Williams, hmm. and he was there on the debate. I said, "Who's this guy? I've never seen him before." And he's they turned out to be the political guy, and he was like, right. you know. Cutting people off and telling them they were. Well, what what is who 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 runs Politico? I mean, they can't be making money off of ads. No one makes money off of ads. So who is Politico? Who's behind it? There's, it must be some great force. I have no idea. Yeah, see, but well, we'll look into it. By the way, Sunday show or help. Sunday show will start at nine eleven eleven. For lucky numbers. All right. Right. Uh, so let me play a couple of uh, Lucy Napolitano clips because she's always talking so much smack. And she's, and oh, by the way, poorly dressed this time, certainly at the polit- Politico thing. 
But she's talking about this. Just you know, just little things catch my uh, catch my attention. Where I'm like, oh, really? And um, words do matter. And here's her talking about some of the uh, incredible dangers that we've been through. She's very happy to have FEMA now under her wing. And uh, so she was talking about FEMA for a moment here. Well, lately, because Mother Nature has been awfully busy. Um, <laughs> Mother Nature has been awfully busy. <laughs> and we've se- and we've seen in the last two and a half years, we've seen earthquakes, a tsunami. We've seen hurricanes. We've seen. Where was the tsunami in the United States, John? Could you please uh, tell me that? Uh, it was on the on the uh, on the TV set. You can see pictures of it. <laughs> yeah. So she's claiming it's good to have FEMA because we've had tsunamis in uh, America, apparently. So that, that, you know, these little things that irk me. But of course, the big uh, topic, and this is what she's really all over now, is uh, the balance between our uh, security and our uh, rights our privacy and our general rights as determined by the Constitution of the United States of America, which, as we know, the Obama administration does not believe in. They're highly cognizant that in our efforts to protect the security of the country, we also have to protect the values of the country. Now, this is interesting to me. Since when did rights become values? Ooh, that's a good one. She continues. And those values are founded in the Constitution. Thank you very much. No, those are not values, uh, Lucy. Those are rights as determined by the Constitution. So this is a shift. We're going to start talking about the uh, values. And by the way, this is something that we just used- won the show and we just started. <laughs> no, no. I got so much more. <laughs> well, but this is this is a this is a phrase, a meme that was certainly in the Netherlands. They called it their Norma and Varda, which would be their uh, norms and values. Does that make sense? Norms? Yeah. Yeah. The norms and values. So instead of rights, they talk about values. And you have to be very, very careful. But she is now starting to propagate this, and we have to keep reminding people that these are not our values. These are our rights as determined by the Constitution, at least in the United States. Everywhere else, sorry, you get screwed. You get values, whatever. So what do these values mean for us when it comes to naked body scanners? Well, Lucy Napolitano has lots to say about that for us. Um, As the software uh, becomes better and better, um, we hope that we will be able to uh, make it easier for travelers. Uh, You won't have to take off uh, so much uh, your shoes, your belt, and everything as you go through the the machines. I don't mind uh, the shoes and belt. And you can make me a better person uh, here. But um, what I mind is they're AIT, right? AIT, yeah. Um, like they're much more irritating and much more time-consuming because you have to hold your. Uh, how many people have done that? Uh, that new kind. You have to hold your hands like this, and if they, if you hold your hands like this, they'll stop you and tell you that that's not the uh, proper stance. And you gotta do it the right way. You're not doing it the right way. You're not doing it the right way. You don't know how to do it, slave. Disgusting. You're not doing it the right way. Are you still there, John? <laughs> the stream is down. Yeah, no, it's back up again. Yeah, minor, up again. Yeah, the NSA guys just uh, dragged their keys across our port. So she said you're not doing it the right way. You know, the thing is, do you, does anyone remember the fact that she won't go through these machines? Yeah, because she's doing it the right way. Don't go through it. That's the yeah. right way. That's the right way to do it. And so I, yeah. I went up to Seattle the other day and opted out. Opt out. Opt out. Opt out. We have an opt out. Did they scream? No. No. But they did say, stand over there. Here's what I found peculiar. Maybe someone can explain why this was the case. 
So they had me stand on the outside of the entrance to the machine. And then uh, I had to just stand in there like an idiot. Yeah. And they, uh, my, I'm keeping an eye on my, my luggage, of course, because they steal it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> laptops are particularly susceptible. Look, they only they travel do. with an old clunker. They do. <laughs> and um, so then the uh, guy, some expert comes, uh, tech expert comes to pat me down. He comes over there and he goes, okay, you can come in now. And then, so I go around, they had a, they had a magnetometer. So I was going to walk through the magnetometer, right? Mm-hmm. And they freak out. Because it won't go off. And so they open this little gate. <laughs> There's a little gate that's kind of on the side of the magnetometer between the magnetometer and the uh, and the x-ray machine. And they open this little thing, and I walk through that over to the back. So what was that all about? What was wrong with walking through the magnetometer? <laughs> because, I don't know. Because it doesn't work, or because it'll show the- about it. I mean, it was like they freaked <laughs> really? out. Oh my God! Don't walk through the magnetometer. I have to look at my. Uh, I have to look at the documents. I mean, it may be part of the protocol for some reason. They're such yeah, but trained guy, what's idiots. The point. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think you'd want to get the guy through the magnetometer just as a quick, you know, gl- you know, a quick look for magnetics or you know metals. It seems like a logical thing to do since I wouldn't walk through the x-ray machine. I could at least be shunned through the magnetometer and then patted down. It seemed like the smart thing to do. But no, they had me walk through this little little gate that wasn't through the magnetometer, wasn't through the machine. And I'm, I'm back in the back and the guy's patting me down. Pull your arms out. Hold your arms out. Your palms up. Maybe, uh, well... Maybe part of the I, I have the protocol so I can look at it. Maybe it's because if you opt out, you're of course you're immediately suspicious, and you may have something that could be triggered by the magnetometer. That maybe I'll check the protocol. I'm sure it's in there. It's just it's just boring to read, but I'll look at it for you. All right. So Lucy uh, was also asked about the future of uh, security in our in our uh, country. Um, you know, our goal obviously would be to pull back in that sense. In other words, to reduce uh, the amount of inconvenience to people and their ability to go from one in one building and out the next. But look, we're dealing with a look. world where uh, you look. also have uh, lots of, you know, uh, intended attacks on museums, the Holocaust Museum last year, uh, uh, government buildings of all types. Uh, for they did whatever. a wonderful job stopping that. Yeah, but don't worry, because you're going to be going through scanners for museums. Uh, whatever reason. Um, and so... Uh, I think uh, the American people, you know, with few exceptions, would rather, in that case, be safer than, than sorry. Yeah, let me raise my hand. Hello, I'm one of the exceptions. Lucy, Lucy, I'm one of the exceptions. Yeah, I think the American people will rather be safe than sorry. That's another way of just, that. what a lie, safe than sorry. If you're not being safe, you'll be sorry. That's so condescending. But luckily, of course, it's not all of these horrible events that have taken place uh, have really have nothing to do with the billions of dollars we spent on our uh, security apparatus run by this dick. Instead, uh, it's, of course, the public who are taking care of this. And we need to uh, remind everyone that if you see something, say something. This is our mantra. If you see something, say something. Let me add um, that in this uh, sense of a homeland security architecture, a homeland security enterprise. An enterprise. Uh, one of the, the fundamental concepts is that of shared responsibility. 
we have recognized and witnessed the tremendous role that the public plays. According to one uh, recent outside analysis from 1999 through 2010, 86 plots against Americans were foiled, foiled. Uh, and they were foiled uh, by uh, tips uh, by, from a range of sources, including individuals. Um, what is most critical to note is that the information originated with the public and it's credited with stopping almost one-third of those terrorists. Love the 33% meme, Lucy. Thanks. Plots. In other words, the kind of awareness and vigilance we are urging through the See Something, Say Something campaign, I think, is already saving lives and helping to thwart nearly three in ten plots. 33%. That's right, Lucy. We, we got plots. the message. Three in ten plots. By the way, the... Uh, Manhattan Trans Transportation Authority, the MTA, is now cracking down on knockoffs of its See Something, Say Something slogan. You cannot just print this on a t-shirt. You cannot make a jingle. Something, something. As the MTA is moving quickly to protect the slogan. Protect the slogan. It trans Why? Because they need to protect Don't it. Don't they want people saying it and no. doing it? <laughs> yeah, the MTA is pretty... Let me, let me read the report. It makes no sense. Of course not. It, it trademarked it in 2007. Plans to mount challenges before a federal trial and appeals board against other applicants. You see, people are trying to uh, trademark this as well, of course, to make, uh, well, obviously, stickers, T-shirts, uh, the whole thing. Quote, the slogan is not allowed for use of communications other than intended anti-terrorism messages. <laughs> According to spokeshole Sam Zambuto. In fact, the agency allows 54 entities from the Department of Homeland Security to Ma Maryland's Natural Resources Police to use the catchphrase in public campaigns. This is... People, uh, marketing people, messaging people uh, in the government, especially the MTA. Are you insane? Are you absolutely, completely insane? Are you stupid? You come up with a slogan, which, by the way, I have to say is kind of a catchy, catchy slogan. You know, it's probably... Uh, when done as a jingle by us. Yes, exactly. Say something. And then you're going to forbid people from using it? You're such idiots. Really. Anyway, our jingle is for sale. I just want to let you know that. But it, it makes no sense, and it's crazy. This is, the, the whole, everything's in, everyone, it's an enterprise. They're going to go after these guys for money. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, so then uh, two 9-11 clips, and then I'll stop about Lucy, just because she's been out there so much. Yeah, no, come on. She makes me sick. Yeah, no, I threw up in my mouth several times. Uh... Let's see, uh, what uh, could the next 9-11 look like? Is the next 9-11 likely to be a lone wolf? What, has people uh, for you what the next 9-11 might be? What do you worry about most? Is it a container? Is it, uh, what is it? Um, yes, yes, and yes. Snappy answer, Lucy. Yes, yes, and yes. It's all of the above. It's everything you're afraid of, every boogeyman you've dreamed of, yes, is going to happen. I wish to convey information, get information well, back. What have you been told about the likelihood, either psychologically, historically, that someone will try to take advantage of that day? Well, we, you know, we know from the information obtained from... Uh, uh, ah! ah! <laughs> I just heard that. Did you hear that? No. She stumbled. She almost said Obama. 
Oh, She's yeah. trying to say Osama bin Laden. She, listen, she almost says Obama. I didn't catch that. You know, we know from the information obtained from uh, uh, bin Laden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got one of those uh, in my clips, too, uh, where somebody was going to, you could just see him saying it. Unfortunately, it doesn't sound quite as... Uh, Good audio, but when you see it, you can see him. Uh, we, we'll play it later. You could see the B coming out. But this well, is no. This was Perry. He was going to say Democrat, but he said to say he couldn't say Republican because he couldn't come up with the word. He's going to say Democrat, and then he said, "We'll you'll see it later." Well, uh, what I what I bet you they ha- I bet you they have a jar in the Oval Office, you know, where they're all partying, and where Obama is not. I bet you they have a jar, and every single time someone does, it's like a swear jar. Whenever someone in the administration slips and says Obama instead of Osama, they got to put a quarter in. A dollar. <laughs> There's a little more to this. Compound. Uh, Compound. That he was focused on that day. is an iconic date, right? Iconic. Um, and, but we don't have much more than... By the way, when people say right, which is a big Silicon Valley thing, that's very irritating. That is basically saying you're an idiot if you don't agree. It's a horrible thing that people do. And in Silicon Valley, they do this all the time. Taking into consideration, you probably don't know a lot of the technology, and it's usually used uh, in combination with the social graph. So here's an example. Well, uh, we know that uh, people really are into this type of engagement because of the uh, the the fractals and uh, what is displayed in the uh, social graph, right? And you're like, uh, I usually I say wrong. He was focused on that day. It's an iconic date, right? Right. Um, and but we don't have much more than that. So there's no specific right. or credible threat. That's the term of art. Okay. So there's no specific or credible, but used. Um, but it's a possibility, mm. and it's also a possibility that <laughs> anything's a possibility. Lone actor, a lone wolf. Lone, lone wolf. Uh, decide uh, this is a great day to get some attention. I'm gonna I'm gonna go do something, and so yeah. uh, that puts even more uh, emphasis on. Local first responders, uh, people remaining vigilant. That's what we've asked the public to do. Just remain vigilant um, as we go through um, this time. And even as we uh, commemorate the the almost 3,000 people who who died in the attacks of 9-11. So there you have it. Thank you much. Anything could happen. Anything's possible. It could all come down. You never know. I'd be vigilant. Better to be safe than sorry. Safe than sorry. That's right. But don't see something, say something out loud, because then you're violating the copyright and the trademark. So the only thing I didn't get, there was a, a, a news report... How does this work? The man accused of planting a bomb along Spokane's Martin Luther King Day Parade route will spend up to 32 years in prison. Kevin Harpham agreed to a plea deal today. Prosecutors say Harpham admitted to planting the bomb last January in an attempt to commit a hate crime. His sentencing will be set for November. So how does that work? A plea bargain? A plea deal? What's up with that? Did this guy like, was it all, was this whole thing set up? Like, hey, man, look, all you got to do is just cop to the plea and just say you did it and you'll give you 30, but you'll get out in three. I mean, what kind of sentencing is that? If this is truly a lone wolf terrorist who tried to blow people up with well, a backpack they changed bomb. the meme already. It's a hate crime now. He's not a terrorist. You oh, heard that. Interesting. No, I, I missed that. Let me uh, 
The man accused of planting a bomb along Spokane's Martin Luther King Day Parade route will spend up to 32 years in prison. Kevin Harpham agreed to a plea deal today. Prosecutors say Harpham admitted to planting the bomb last January in an attempt to commit a hate crime. Ah. His sentencing will be set for Interesting. November. So how can we, why do we accept that? Why do we accept this, this plea? This should be an outrage if we truly are the security state that we claim to be. How come we're accepting a plea bargain? Because I couldn't prove it, I guess. How can we accept a plea bargain to a hate crime instead of terrorism? Well, I think they they sw- swapped out the terrorism thing. They they got their mileage out of that. Right. That story, the, this final thing, never went national, so it's just a local story now about a hate crime, and we just put it. It's still on the on the checklist of of terrorist situations that we need to be leery of because they're everywhere. And, uh, you know, some guy broke a window over here at the high school. And it's, a, it's obviously, no, it's terrorism. Oh, that's terrorism. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, the whole thing is yeah. just such a ridiculous scam that the public just accepts with, you know. You got to see this show. I mean, you know, I think I'm developing this show uh, called Generation X3. <laughs> is this now the fourth Incarnation of Cranky Geeks? No, this is a different show completely. I still do X3, which is a, a little... Uh, explain this to me. Why are you developing another show? Uh, I got nothing else to do, apparently. So No, wait a minute. Someone said, hey, man. Hey, no, you no, like no, working here? This is Eddie's idea. Do you like those non-benefits? Do you like that half half a payment of half a payment for your teeth? Eh. So, <laughs> hey, hey, do another show, Dvorak. So, so this has got three people that are all millennials uh-huh. with the weirdest opinions about everything. Why don't we you just have no idea? I should, mean, it's just like jaw dropping. You should name the show "The Millennials and Me." That's <laughs> about it. <laughs> that would it's be like, Wow. By the way, I've talked to Molly Wood, and uh, she's seriously considering doing uh, a show with me. Not, not no agenda, but a different type of show. Non yeah, non yeah, tech related. You should pursue that. I think that would be fun. Oh, okay. Is that how it's going to be? No, 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 no. That that millennials and me. No, no. That that's a turn on. Hey, you can't use the joke. I or after I already did it. So let's play a couple of things from the from the uh, debates. Shall we thank some producers first and then move on because we're already like twenty minutes into the show. Ooh. Yeah, it might be a good. You know, idea. time flies when you're talking about Janet. <laughs> It's, Mickey and I have this all the time. We'll be in bed talking about Janet, and then before you know it, it's two a.m. Yeah, oh, hey, either there you want to, you know, kill yourself. It's poor, uh, terrible. Ellen uh, Hirsch de Han. Ellen Hirsch de Han from Bel Air, Florida. Yes. Now this is uh, uh, this that, is Ellen. Um, we this, this would, let me read it, and we'll get a, okay. an, a, an right. impression of right. her. Dear John and Anna, first my husband Nico and I joined hosting the Clearwater Meetup during the 2008 Hot Pockets Tour. It was great getting to know Adam and Miss Mickey in person. Secondly, Nico has a birthday on September 12th. He has been listening to No Agenda since episode one and got me hooked on it very shortly thereafter. He's my soulmate and hero for his birthday. I'm sending you $1,000 for his knighthood. Please tell Nico I said happy birthday and all my love. Of course, does she see him often? Anyway, happy birthday and all my love. Can we please have some karma? Yeah, I'm going to hit you with that right now, Ellen and Nico. You've got karma. And thanks to both of us for continued efforts on behalf of of person kinds so, so we're reading this going wait a minute 
She she donated a thousand dollars to give Nico a knighthood, and she hosted the Clearwater event. And she wants karma too. <laughs> yeah, really? I mean, please <laughs> stop asking for so much. Not only do they host, but they uh, they hooked us up with power, with water. Uh, they hosted uh, the show while we did the show live. They fed us. Beautiful people. Absolutely uh, fantastic. So nice. And this Nico guy, you got to check him out. And uh, I'll tell you something. I never heard of Bel Air, Florida. I didn't know it existed, but okay. It's uh, it's kind of classy, but it's spelled uh, Bella Air. So it's not Bel Air as in the... the Do they pronounce it Bel Air? No, they pronounce it Bel Air. Okay. Yeah, but uh, they're kind of on the edge of the of the classiness of the neighborhood. It's kind of well, funny. Well, that's probably better. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> yeah. Robert well, Clayson. But, well, first of all, how awesome is that? What, that's the gift that keeps on giving right there, boy. Oh, yeah. No, I think these people are, are the, uh, the uh, salt of the earth. Saints, yes. Saints. Robert Clayson in London. Two four five six seven. Oh, this is our new donation amount for show three hundred and forty-five. We have uh, the new uh, link right on dvorak.org/na. Uh, it'll be up. We did send out a mailing. Wait, you uh, sent out the but, mailing without that link being up? No, the link is is on. The link was in the mailing. Oh, okay. Goes straight to the thing. That's how he got it. All right, three four five six seven. But uh, I I always like to want to do the mailing. I like to give them the 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 advantage of being the first on the block. So let's just from a marketing perspective look at the success of this mailing. We sent out what thirty, forty, fifty thousand emails. We sent out five thousand. We got one guy. Well, <laughs> that's about right. <laughs> that's for our numbers, yeah. We got one John guy. John Johnson, two, the second. It's Dahlia, Colorado, 338. John and Adam, I figured that I'm a little late to get into the 337 club, so I'm shooting for the 338 club. Oh, okay. <laughs> he made it to the 337 club, but okay. Uh, I've been a small amount donor for a while, but I think it's time for me to be an executive producer today. I want to support your efforts with words and with cash. I don't always agree with everything you say, of course not, or the way you say it. Well, blame Adam. But I respect your courage to say things that are unpopular. So who says they're unpopular? Wait a minute. So 336, John talked about the Israeli-Palestine debate with more accuracy and with much less bias than any of the mainline news pundits ever do so on the subject. For that, I'm sure he gets some nasty notes. Actually, no. Did any of those complaining send money to the show? Well, let me no. uh, let me say two things. One, uh, the nasty notes came to me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why people do that. It's like John, I think they're doing the right thing. Yeah, they come to me, and and no, no one who sent a nasty gram donated to the show. In fact, one guy said, "I can't donate anymore." And I said, thanks for your support. That's all right, man. You don't have to donate. You don't have to. Yeah. Until John, like, you know, retracts his statement. Like, what no, we, statement? I don't know. But you, people, people don't listen well. No, I've gotten a lot. Actually, I do get that. That that bothers me the most. You run in, you say something and, it's, and you elaborate and then somebody picks off like a piece of it as if they're, you know, a news anchor on Fox. And then they blast you for it without listening to the whole thing. I mean, well, it's not even that. Very but they, strange. They shouldn't be listening to our show at all. That's right. Turn off. Turn off your your iPod. Go back to you know MSNBC. Yeah. Go back to Olbermann. Where you belong. <laughs> we are the only show that sends our listeners away. Go. <laughs> get get out. Get lost. By the way, uh, get lost. 
Uh, I think this is the next. <laughs> <laughs> so how? What's your? So uh, Adam and John, you built this very successful model. Uh, how did you do it? <laughs> we told people to get lost. We blocked people on Twitter. We we, we spam we spam filtered their emails and told them to get lost. And that's how we built this enormous audience. Good job. <laughs> James Spitzer, Sir James Spitzer to you, Jamaica Plains, Massachusetts, nuts, 337. Given the show's fascination with numbers, you might be interested in the show. 337 is not just a prime number divisible by itself and one, but is a Chen prime where P plus two equals the product of two primes, three and one thirteen. Chen's doctoral thesis, no doubt, and a star prime, a very interesting number. So my upcoming 337 donation should have exceptional karmic significance and possible tie-ins to the second half of the show subjects. So I got really excited about this. And he, uh, and he put some links to the book of knowledge about these uh, star numbers. I'm like, ah, oh, this is great because people love numbers. I'm like, it's true. There it is, 337. I can't wait to use this again. Yeah, on show 433. Well, it's coming. <laughs> and then it's show 541. Those well, should be yeah. huge. The way it should be. <laughs> and show 4,537. It's going to kick ass. In fact, by then the dollar will be so devalued that it'll be just that'll, that will yeah, be the donation be like amount. another five bucks in euros. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Jules Vandermeer in Vlissingen. Flissingen. 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 He also seems to be a ham, John. You could see QDX him. A four three eight four PX. Papa X ray. That must be I did some. I mean, that's not the normal ham sequence we have in the United States. So that's obviously well, yeah. He probably, God, he's in Flissingen. Okay, three thirty. Another three thirty-seven. Stop mentioning nobody is listening anyway on the show. Positive karma. <laughs> hey, <laughs> another another that? note to send to John, not to me. You said that. You said that last week. You start <laughs> no to anyone who's listening. Nobody's <laughs> listening. So, uh, how did you build that successful audience? Well, we just figured no one was listening, and those who were, we sent them away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just like the yoga. Well, you know what? Screw Jack Welch. We're writing the book on uh, on building a successful business model. Positive karma's on its way through PayPal. Last time I donated, you made fun of my mega yacht customers. Please do not say those crazy. <laughs> those crazy Russian millionaires again. Okay. Loyal Wait a what did he say? Not to say. Don't say those crazy Russian millionaires. <laughs> Actually, billionaires. So what else uh, did you do with this successful model? Well, we insulted our clients. As <laughs> we much insult- as possible. <laughs> it's, it's winning. They're loyal customers to me as anyone else ordering a mega yacht. <laughs> yeah. I would think. Yeah. I, I'd be, I'd I'd be sucking them too. <laughs> I have two yachting projects re- running uh, related to Gitmo Nation borscht. So easy, easy on our yachting friends. Also, the last time the karma kicked in a bit late. I think your karma harp needs retuning. Well, let me do that. Hold on. Let me retune it for you, my friend. Here we go. You've got karma. So, uh, in, no, let me say this. We would love to get to know your Russian millionaire yachting friends. Millionaires. I, I, millionaires. I need a vacation. Yeah, well, look, here's coming up. He says, please send some karma for a successful Monaco yacht show. Mm. And you can be assured that's a gem of a show. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that's going to be a lot better than the one I went to in Oakland. <laughs> I can it's fly. Coming up in, 
less than two weeks. Unfortunately, we should have get advance on this. I'm meeting my customers and friends. I'm going for a full order book for my company, Blau Water. Anyone wants to buy a mega yacht, B-L-A-U-W-W-A-T-E-R.com, Blau Water. Yeah, I think Jules is uh, is Dutch, I'm pretty sure. And the Dutch, of course, build uh, great ships. They're well oh, they always for have. Well, there's ship, so, there's so, ship so Yule, here, here's what I'd say. Here's what I'd say, Yule. Uh, if you have any of these yachts that uh, you can uh, park a helicopter on the deck, I can be a sales guy for you. Now, I'll, I'll fly people in and park on the deck. And say, In fact, you can sell me with the yacht. Uh, uh, <laughs> Boris, as part, as part of your package, we not only give you the yacht, the helicopter, but here's a dude. <laughs> and it's, dude comes with it. All you have to do is just give him, give him an internet connection twice a week and throw some borscht in him. And that's good. And I will be the dude. And by the way, he comes with a, with a beautiful woman who will just walk around and look good on your deck. So he says his wife is too young for the MILF label, but uh, as for looks and brains, she's more than deserves the jingle, if you would. MILF, that's one mother I'd like to f- Nice. So anyway, he says, keep up the good work, and in the morning from all the No Agenda listeners in the yachting industry. Monaco, here we come. Well, uh, you, that's you the life. Well, thank you, but me. thank you so much. It's it's fantastic. Thank you for the, uh, the magic star number Chen Prime donation. It really helps, and it, it puts a smile on my face. And of anonymous from uh, Riyadh in uh, Saudi Arabia, anonymous donation from Riyadh. Nice work, or as I like to pronounce it, Ridia. <laughs> nice work, Adam. Media assassinating John by tricking him into revealing his feelings on the <laughs> occupied Palestine. I still love you, JCD, and the show is top notch. No other show has your level of broadcast know-how combined with content. Another three three seven. Hey, I see. I did a good job. I tricked you. I don't know how. Ying Zhu, uh, in the morning, John, I think I made the mistake of using my real name in the last donation I made, which is apparently not Ying Zhu. Uh, And the universe has been conspiring to empty my bank account ever (laughs) since. Please de-douche me and send some karma. Give him a double. (laughs) You've been de-douched. It's 333. Three thirty-three, thirty-three from him, and those are our executive producers and an associate executive producer. We have Dame Astrid, who's chimed in from Tokyo, our great architect. Oh, how good to hear from them again! Awesome. Yes, two seventy. Hi, John and Em. Love the story about the news and media being bad for your health. Incidentally, in order to get my ten-year-old half Japanese daughter used to some English language, we sometimes have the unhealthy English cable TV running in the background. I know cringe sounds like an excuse. Anyway, the point is, is that suddenly on Sunday, the fourth of September, with an episode of Leverage Season 3 was on Fox Japan. My ears perked. I looked up and my jaw dropped. The plot was used to get Lucifer, a Lucifer lookalike TV announcer, uh, Hillary, to denounce Obama for not keeping his promise about closing Gitmo and to boot that the water is laced so to keep us all nice and docile slaves. Waking up is fluoride in my cup. And at one point, the Lucifer lookalike even proclaimed, now get me that crackpot <laughs> who came up with this idea in here. We got to get this episode. This sounds yeah, great. No this, I, I can't believe we missed that. Here's to good health through uh, No Agenda and Fists in the Mouth from Gitmo Nation Sushi with love, Dame Astrid. Please, uh, still dreaming of building you and the No Agenda HQ winery with extra tall ceilings for Adam and Mickey. But uh, then again, it would only be too clear where... To knock on the door, and we don't want that. 
No, certainly not. Well, that's so sweet of you, Dame Mastered. Good to hear from you. I'm glad things are okay with you guys. And finally, Nick McNeil. Uh, whoops. Just no, scrolled. I don't, oh, really? Nick oh. McNeil, another associate executive producer from Oakland. Uh, in the morning, not after uh, stripping for tuition <laughs> and just getting by as a grad student at the University of California, Northern Silicon Valley, I finally landed my first desk job, only $9 million to go. I'm donating <laughs> to let all the boners know that no agenda karma worked. Uh-huh. After assuming my place in the machine, I received my last... My first paycheck in my new role as an undergraduate ed- academic advisor that shows valuable value cannot be stressed enough. This is a student, by the way, that's, that's donating $233.33. Cannot be stressed enough. Instead of talking with my students about the latest in Snooky vision, <laughs> I yap about corporatism, science, and most importantly, napping for humanity. Uh, we need, I don't think yeah, we have a No, 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 I do. It's, uh, here we go. Nap for humanity. All right, I forgot all about that. Another one of our initiatives that went nowhere. Thankfully, my girlfriend as a, is a monthly donor, so she'll never nag my ear off about the show. Actually, your jingles have mind-controlled her enough that she has a new favorite book. Is uh, She has a new favorite book. She can't wait to see you at the market, John. <laughs> you can't skip over parts of what people are saying. Why do you do that? That's not okay. Uh, he That's... wants to request a douchebagging of John S. Christek of Berkeley. All right. That's wow. our group for today. We want to thank them profusely for helping us produce this show. And uh, remind people they can go to noagendashow.com, no, uh, channeldvorak.com slash na, dvorak.org slash na, which we have a jingle for, and also noagendanation.com to uh, continue. Dvorak.org slash na. Yes. Uh, a couple of PR uh, efforts that I'd like to mention. Uh, now, I didn't understand this one uh, that uh, Jamie sent in. Give uh, These are domain names at forward to noagendashow.com. Give us much Eulis. Dot com, U-L-U-S, that I misunderstand? Because, of course, it's all written together. Give us much Ulus.com. Maybe I, it's Ulus, like the, the end user license agreement? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, said, I replied and I said, what is this? But uh, thanks anyway. I appreciate it. Crackpotnation.com, now forwarding to noagendashow.com. There's a new wiki out there, which I think you guys should all take a look at. Robert Leather, one of our top producers from Gitmo Nation East, has been working on it. It's called noagendawatchlist.com. And uh, the idea is it's a watch list of people we're watching, which I think is a good initiative. It's a wiki, so you can contribute to that and uh, and put all kinds of douchebags no, on I it. No, I think that's great because I think sometimes we're watching people that we don't remember watching and we need to <laughs> probably refer to the wiki ourselves. We're so good. Yeah, we're watching you. We might forget, but we're watching you. So, uh, yeah. And I guess there's also a mobile version, which is good. So when we can't remember. Um, let's see... Is that you or me? That's me. About what? What, New Jersey calling me? Uh, I don't think so. No, it's not me. Not me. New Jersey's calling you? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe it's Christy. Dear John and Adam, says Matt, after hearing uh, of your uh, snub from the Guinness World Book of Records for most domain names pointing to a single site, I thought of a solution. I submitted you to recordsetter.com, formerly URDB, because if Leo can get a record for crowd surfing with a webcam, why, gosh dang it, you should too. Well, I have yet to be, hear back from them, from the uh, c- from the community of the attempt. Uh, I did get you fdqnrecord.com and afford it to the noagendashow.com website. He got crowd surfing with a webcam? Yeah, at uh, South by Southwest. 
Well, what kind of a record is that? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the whole point. It's, if, the, the Guinness Book of Records is obviously some scam that we don't know about. I guess you have to pay. To get into well, it. yeah, it's like that who's who scam. Oh, I get so many We'd of those. Love to put you in the who's congratulations, who of Western intellectuals. Congratulations, you've been selected. <laughs> yeah, and uh, here's something I never would have thought of because, of course, I don't give a rat's ass about sports. But maybe you would like that to mark the entrance of Nebraska into the Big Ten and the start of the college football season. I've registered the following domains, which now point to noagendashow.com, dearoldnebraskau.com. And there's no place like Nebraska.com. And uh, he says the reason why is if you look at the uh, Nebraska fight song, uh, hear the lyrics, there's no place like Nebraska, dear old Nebraska you, where the girls are the fairest, the boys are the squarest of any school that I knew. There's no place like Nebraska where they are all true blue. So, well, for uh, one thing, their colors are red as far as I know. And, uh, and B, they're squarest and that's in their fight song? I guess so. Maybe squarest means like um, fairest. Honest. Uh, honest, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, well, it doesn't sound that way. <laughs> there should be buggery.com. <laughs> yeah, there's a, now there's a no agenda listener. <laughs> yeah. Or why can, I, why can I not find a good domain name.com? <laughs> now forwarding to a no agenda show.com <laughs> uh, Paul the book guy is uh, oh man shut up Paul the book guy is uh, coming out with his uh, 9-11 uh, book now he, he's actually being published real uh, publisher and uh, they're not releasing it before 9-11 for you know some obvious reasons I think it's better to release it after uh, tentative title the 9-11 bathroom bible I think it's cool because you have this book and you just throw it in the in the crapper. And then when people are sitting there, they can, hey, what's this? Hmm, the 9-11 bathroom Bible, I wonder. And he's looking for all kinds of articles because uh, he thinks he can still do more. Uh, if you have any mainstream articles, uh, contact Paul, Paul the Book Guy. Uh, you can find him at uh, uh, Paul the, the Book Guy uh, Show, Paul the Book Guy Show. And uh, and we uh, he's asked us to write a little forward or like one line, which I'm sure we can do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Email John. a lot of forwards, actually. E- email John. I'm sure he'll do it. Uh, then uh, from uh, no I de- crank out forwards. Yeah, you do. I'm a forward meister. Forwardmeister.com. Uh, then from noagendameetup.org, which uh, is a place where you can organize your own meetups. They have something new on the website that I wanted to mention. And no agenda buzzword bingo, which uh, gener- <laughs> generates a bingo card, uh, a new one each time with all kinds of... Uh, I guess the idea is you listen to the show at your No Agenda meetup with the group, and then you get your card. And, uh, for instance, on the card I just generated here, if black helicopter should come up, then you can cross that one off. Uh, and you click it, and it actually turns green. You don't have to print it out. That's kind of cool. Wag the dog. Uh, see what else I have. In the morning, Thomas Friedman, vaccines, national treasure, aliens, black water, book of knowledge. And then, of course, when you have uh, a completed a row or if you've completed your entire card, you yell out, bingo. So that's a, a fun little thing. It's not a moneymaker, but it's fun, fun to see. And uh, thank you very much, Steve and Reno, for curryforpresident.com. A lot of people responded, and even uh, Eric DeShill uh, was quick to point out that at noagendanation.com, you will see on the map that we do have representation in every single state in these United States of Gitmo Nation. And a lot of people are very excited about us running for the 2016 ticket, John. And I, and I have a thought about that. <clears throat> 
as you will be my first of all we're we're running together i don't understand why you know why do we have to pick our running mate later it wouldn't be much smarter if you just said hey i'm running for president and here's the guy i'm doing it with why don't they do that you know now that you bring it up i think this is an initiative that we should promote I mean, why wouldn't Ron Paul say, I'm running for president, and here's who my running mate is? It well, just, I think, of course, the reason that we're not going to see that uh, in the short run, although I think it's a long-term winner of an idea, I think in the short run, the problem is you have uh, these guys are running against each other to be the top dog. Well, you know, because when, when, when we do Curry for president in 2016, it'll be Curry Dvorak, by the way, we'll be running together. Right. Yeah. Under what party? It's no party. It's just no agenda. You have to have a party. Who says you have to have a party? The no agenda party. No, I don't want it to be called a party. Just, who are you? Hey, we're Curry and Dvorak from No Agenda. We're, we're Crackpot and Buzzkill. A balanced ticket. Suck it, yo. They make you put stuff on the ballot. You have to say party. You have to be independent or something. You have to say party? You have to actually say you're a party? Why do you have to be part of a party? I don't think that's in the Constitution. Nowhere does it say you have I think to be it has part to, of a the party. States thing. This is the states. You have to go through the states. The states All have right, requirements. Then you make up whatever it's got you want. Nothing to do with the Constitution. Okay, who gives a crap? To what I do, I think it should be the No Agenda Party. Okay, No Agenda Party. All right, good. I have. Uh, I know how we're going to run it. First of all, we're going to uh, be running in the midst of the Great 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 Depression. So, uh, so people will pay attention to us. We know that'll be good. So basically, everyone's already going to be starving, and they'll they'll be clamoring for straws at that point. So we have a real shot. And but I have I have the idea. Here's the idea. Our our platform is we're taking America public. We're listing it on the New York Stock Exchange, and everybody gets ten shares. And uh, your right to live in America depends upon you owning at least one share. So you can take nine shares, you can sell them to Russians, whatever. You can sell it to someone in Timbuktu. They hold that share, they can come in, they can work. Right? And we're going to do complete flat tax, just one, one easy payment. Right? The the, 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 the IRS code will be one page. It's like, you know, whatever you make, uh, I think 10% is good. That's it. Corporations. Actually, no ta- fifteen seems to be the number that works the best. Okay. Well, you know, you, we, look, I'm I'm open for discussion. Fifteen, that's fine, and that's it. No corporate tax. You know, whatever the states want to do is fine, and you can move around. And believe me, you'll be moving around. And we just get rid of everything. No FEMA. And we'll run a military. You know, and uh, and I think so. The taxes are for. Yeah, we'll, we'll run the military. And uh, we'll run the other treasures of the country, like uh, Spectrum. We're going to nationalize all of that. Get all these douchebags out. Tell them, you know, he, you what? You want to make money on the Spectrum? Here's how you have to do it. Here are the rules. We'll get rid of all that stupid stuff, which is mislabeled net neutrality. It has nothing to do with it. It's like just open access. You can't mess with it whatsoever. And we throw everything else out. What else do we need? EPA? No. Department of Education, no. It's all of that. We're going to fire a lot of people. But I think uh, I think we're the guys to do it. Okay. And then, of course, you hold on to that share and no, no Social Security. You just hold on to the share. And if we do well, then you get dividends. We're already, the United States is already a corporation. So why don't we just take it public? You know, we can tap that up. If you want to sell it for your old age, that's good too. And then you make a lot of money. And then you can retire. You need to put all, all these thoughts on paper. 
This is a book that we can sell on the show. Ooh, I like that. Now, <laughs> should we release it right after your cycles book? <laughs> hey, everybody, this, these are just thoughts, but are they really just thoughts? Uh, we'll work on it. Thank you so much to our executive producers and associate executive producers, a producer, uh, for supporting the show. Uh, by the way, we'll also take no money. We'll just uh, all we're going to do every single day uh, as president and vice president. We're just going to do the show, and, and and we'll just talk about all the stuff that we talk about normally. Except that it'll be every single day. We're not going to live in the White House. We're just you know John's going to stay where he is. No, I want to live in the White House. No, you're not going to. Well, no. No, let's just open it Come up. Come on, it'd be a great party place. I mean, it's designed for parties. <laughs> we just have parties in the. I don't. I don't know. That seems. It's what like, they do now? What do you think goes on there? I know, but I don't need the party. I, we have too much time watching C-SPAN. That's all we'll do. We have C-SPAN parties. Okay, well, I'm all for that. Uh, anyway, thank you very much for supporting the program. It really lifts our spirits uh, phenomenally when uh, when we when we have a good week. And things are being supported. And it shows that uh, you care about what we're doing and uh, it's working. It's value for value. You are not the product. You are receiving an outstanding product. These credits, by the way, of course, are real. Unlike the phonies in Hollywood, I'm surrounded by them, who would never, ever vouch for a credit. They'll say, I don't know. Talk to my person, my secretary. No, we are actually here to take the call and make sure people understand. If it helps you get a job, all the better. Of course, there's always something you can do, which is go out and do this. Propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Hit me with it. Shut up, slave. By the way, uh, to save money uh, in the... We're not going to have a whole bunch of slaves running around. Miss Mickey doesn't want to be in the administration. She just wants wants to be a minister of party. Good. And uh, and I will fly uh, Air Force One myself so we can fire the crew. Well, you got to get uh, certified on the 47. Yeah, that's a, that'll that'll be as as part of my campaign promise. I will get certified on the 747. You can take that to the bank. So uh so there was a debate. Did you get the Dvorak.org/na? Dvorak.org/na. My god, John, you can't even remember 5 minutes ago. <laughs> I can't. Okay, and John so would be like, I do solemnly swear. Why am I here? So, where are we? You're being, so, you're being uh, inaugurated as vice president of the United States, and you'll forget five minutes. Of, Why am I here? Yeah, Biden's worse, let's face it. Yes. So, um, oh, Biden. So, uh, there was a debate, and I want to get right to the, the best piece in the debate. Yeah. And then we can talk about some of the minor things. But let's go right to the cut to the chase. And first, let me make a couple of things uh, clear. The audience, you know, they apparently Ron Paul couldn't stack the audience like he normally does with people that cheer him. Yeah. And so I mean, he got close to being booed because the audience is filled with a bunch of Perry stooges. Uh, but, all, all organized by uh, Big Pharma. Exactly. And but Ron Paul did come off the off the wall with the best thing in the whole 
And of course, he would have normally got a big round of applause in most events, but in this case, he got he got quote, a big thud. Quote of the week, as far as I'm concerned. The Ron Paul on the fence uh, clip. Much more complicated. But the people who want big fences and guns, sure, we could secure the borders. A barbed wire fence with machine guns, that would do the trick. I don't believe that's what America is all about. I just really don't. We can enforce our law. If we had a healthy economy, this wouldn't be such a bad deal. People are worrying about jobs. But every time you think about this toughness on the border, and ID cards and real ideas think that it's a it's a penalty against the American people too. I think this fence business is designed and may well be used against us and keep us in in economic turmoil. The people <laughs> want to leave with their capital and there's capital controls and there's people control. So every time you think of a fence keeping all those bad people out, think about those fences maybe being used against us keeping us in. You know, so my colleague you. Jose Diaz Clark, thank you. This was so amazing when I saw this. I'm like. That's it. Forget it. Uh, everyone's going to be calling him the biggest nut job in the country. However, I haven't really seen that. I haven't seen people jumping out and calling him a nutball over this. No, they're actually, I think he's so marginalized they don't even bother anymore. Um, well, it's funny because uh, O'Reilly, and I didn't see the show, but someone sent me a clip. Uh, I guess Ron Paul won't go on his show because he says O'Reilly's not a journalist. True. Um, O'Reilly sent one of his stooges down to interview him, and they did something really interesting. They they completely mangled the truth, <laughs> duh, um, regarding uh, the Constitution. And it was it was very very surprising to me. And uh, I'd like to play that for you, just a yeah, little bit play, for play. you. Yeah. Enlighten us. Well, what is your idea of what we should do with gold? Is it all in Fort Knox, or should we start digging it up? I just said we should obey the Constitution, make gold and silver legal tender. Uh, why doesn't he care or anybody care about the Constitution? Uh, right now, nobody legalized paper money. Where did it come from? They just ignore it. They talk about the Constitution when it pleases them, but when it doesn't please them, like going to war without a declaration. Go bomb, go bomb Iran. You know, they might get a nuclear weapon. Well, is there a declaration of war? Why isn't it some people, you know, think we should obey the Constitution sometimes, but other times? So that wasn't so bad. You didn't want to explain that to O'Reilly? Well, he wouldn't have understood it. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> mm. All right, here now is Jesse Waters. Now, I, I have read the Constitution. It doesn't say anything about gold and silver. What is he talking about? So, uh, John, does the Constitution not say anything about gold and silver whatsoever? Well, I don't know. Let's look it up in the Book of Knowledge. The Constitution's in there. Okay. Consult the Book of Knowledge. U.S. Constitution, Article 1, Section 10. No state shall enter into any treaty, alliance, or confederation, grant letters of mark and reprisal, coin money, emit bills of credit, make anything but gold and silver coin a tender in payment of debts. So did O'Reilly read the Constitution, or is it just full of crap? Well, we know, well, probably both. But, uh... well, but so actually they continue, and then they do come back to this, but they don't actually say what is stated 
literally, as I just read to you, in the Constitution. I thought it was very interesting since I tracked the anti-constitutional meme. He's misreading the Constitution, and this theory of his has been around for quite some time. It's just not taken very seriously in most circles. Oh, yeah, it's, that's the part of the Constitution we don't take seriously in most circles. Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution says Congress has the ability to coin money and regulate the currency and doesn't say anything about gold, gold and silver. silver right? So the, here's Article 8 that he's talking about, not uh, Article 1, Section 8, not Section 10. Yeah, but which Article is, 1, Section 8 refers to states. What difference does it make? Is that not part of the Constitution? Yeah, but it, yeah, no, it, gold and silver is mentioned, but what it's saying is that if the states are going to do business with each other or with the federal government, they have to use gold and silver because we don't want to take their crappy paper money. Right, So, but doesn't that mean that in the Constitution it literally states... So, okay, so in California we should be using gold and silver. So, yeah. It, so, it, it, aren't the states the United States of America? Or do we have to trade gold and silver for paper from the from the federal government? Explain well, what it, it says me. is that the federal government can use paper. Does it specifically say that in the Constitution? Well, you just read it. It said they can coin or read that. That's the, the Article Eight again, whichever one you read last. Okay. No state shall enter into a treaty alliance. No, no, not that one. The one that was the second one. This is what I'm reading. This okay. is what I just read to you. Well, read it again. <laughs> That's what I did until you interrupted me. Well, stop interrupting me. No state shall enter. This would be great. We'll do our own presidential debate. We'll just argue amongst each other. (laughs) And here's the no agenda party as a debate as they argue with each other. No state shall enter into any treaty alliance or confederation, grant letters of mark and reprisal, coin money, emit bills of credit, make anything but gold and silver a tender in payment of debts. Yeah. So that means that in California, then at least, we should only be using gold and silver, correct? Yeah, this was to, to prevent the uh, states from having their own central banks that would compete with the big central bank. Which we have. Then we have we have Federal Reserve banks uh, in the states, aren't I those think they're central? centralized, though. The uh, they're in the you're right they're in the states. Yeah, no, you should. Uh, well, maybe there's a uh, I don't know. It seems to me that you have to do all the business in the states. Yeah, what is the, the federal silver. government is not a state? Yeah, I know, but that, we're talking about the federal government, and the, the O'Reilly's talking about the federal government, not the states. Yeah, but Ron Paul said we should follow the Constitution, and it says it right there, gold and silver. And O'Reilly says it's nowhere in there, gold and silver, those words are not in yeah, the he Constitution. Yeah, he said the words gold and silver were not in the Constitution. So anyway, douchebag. The Constitution. Long way to go for a jingle, but I pulled it off. Jeez. Okay, where were we? Debates. Ah, yes. Okay, so we had the best thing. was That was the the, the highlight of the debate. You, did, you didn't think the, the Gardasil thing was good? Uh, well, here's what I thought was interesting about it, and I do have a clip. Uh, first of all, let's play the Perry Hesitates clip, because I can't quite uh, express enough how when you're watching him, you know he's just about to say Democrat. He was asked a question that was asked in the previous debate that he couldn't take part in, and so he decided to agree with you know where they all held their hands up saying we don't want to have any taxes kind of thing yeah and he just about says democrat fellow democrats because he is a, he democrat. Is a democrat yeah but it, it, here's anybody he can't even bring himself to get the right word so he can't say republicans but play the 
Perry Hesitates clip. That included $10 in spending cuts for every $1 in tax increases. We've been anxious to get you on the record now that you have jumped into this. Would you take that deal? I join my uh, fellow uh, <laughs> participants here. That's <laughs> what we should do. <laughs> Yeah, well, everyone, everyone's out talking about him. Oh, it was a uh, Clinton's guy voted for Hillary K. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. So uh, you were okay, you so were the first one that told me that. By the way, I hadn't heard that anywhere else. Now everyone's on the bandwagon because I guess eventually they're like, "What are we going to write about it now?" I don't know, man. Consult the book of knowledge. Hey, hey, dude, he was Democrat. Did you know that? Oh, that's right. yeah, cool. Right. <laughs> it took that much work. Yeah. So. Uh, so they was jumping all over him about this Gardasil thing. I may have. Let's see what I have for clips. I probably didn't. I have. I have it if you want it. I don't think it's important. I think what was important was the. But look, we just suffice it to say they jumped all over him for this forced vaccinations and and uh, uh, Paul was particularly adamant. Well, he did it by ex- executive order, is what he what he he said yeah. by executive order. And then somewhere in the executive order, there was an opt out. That was. Uh, but Perry's, nobody knew about that. Perry's parade. I, I didn't know about it until he mentioned it. So no. But here's what's interesting: Romney comes up because they all, everyone's jumped all over Perry, who's tried to defend himself, and Romney comes up and defends Perry and play this clip. And this is the clip that says to me what I said a couple of weeks ago and put in the prediction book. Ah, yes. Perry is the vice president. We've each taken a mulligan or two, and, uh, and and my guess is that that's something you'd probably do a little differently second time. He just said he'd rather do it through legislation next time through. And uh, I, I recognize he wanted very badly to provide better health care to his kids and to prevent the spread of cancer. Uh, I, I agree with, with those who said he went about it in the wrong way, but I think his heart was in the right place. Nah. Uh, right, right now, we have people who on this stage care very deeply about this country. Douchebag. We love America. America's totally. in crisis. We That's have some good. differences you between it. us. Yeah, so you did kind of fall for it. I mean, there, to me, there, we actually watched uh, uh, the engagement of uh, Chris and, uh, and Kim Kardashian because I thought it was more entertaining than a debate. I mean, you fell for it. This is a, this is a show. I mean, I can't believe you actually watched the show. Because I, our listeners demanded it. Okay. So here's what got me about the thing. Uh, there's two. Where, where there's a couple little gotchas. First of all, play the Gingrich clip because this is a piece of information I did not know, and I thought I got something out of that. And the original goal was to have a Homeland Security Department that could help us withstand up to three nuclear events in one morning. And we need to understand there are people out there who want to kill us. Squirrel. <laughs> yeah, three in one morning. Mm. Did you know that? That's the magic number. Well, besides the magic number, did you know that that the, he Gingrich was part of the DHS creation? Yeah, well, he was, says, was, I heard um, Giuliani talking about that he was on uh, Pierce douchebag last night, and he was also saying, you know, well, you know, the president got a lot of flack, but you know, if it happened again, we'll be ready. We'll be ready for him. So I guess you know, I guess they're all they're all they're all they got hard ons about this shit. So the final clip I have, and I, you know, again, I didn't overclip, but this one, which is uh, right in the middle of the debates, they play this SEIU uh, advertisement, which I thought it was chicken shit. And let me explain. This is MSNBC, and it's a Republican debate that is watched mostly by Republicans or independents, mostly independents who are trying to figure out who to vote for. Because that's your key constituency. So would you play, if you were hosting uh, an event like the Democratic uh, debates, would you 
ask for advertisements that just slam the Democrats? Is this even fair? Or is I, w- this- I wouldn't even care. Just pay well, me the money. Wouldn't care. Well, never mind. But they, I thought that this <laughs> ad was, was really a low blow, but you play it. It's a pretty funny ad. What's it going to take? Do we have to spell it out? Can't Republicans in Congress get the message? Instead, they protect tax breaks for big oil, tax breaks for billionaires, even tax breaks for companies that ship our jobs overseas. Republicans in Congress have shown who they stand up for, voting to take care of the wealthy, not the middle class. It's time to bring jobs back to America. SEIU Cope is responsible for the content of this advertising. Yeah. I just thought it was like uh, well, it's mind control. It's all mind control because I think I believe that this. First of all, the whole thing is a little bubble. And if you really, I mean, what are the ratings on this thing? How many people actually watch this? Nobody watches. Nobody watches. Me and five other guys. You were watching. Everyone else was watching the Kardashians. That's what the Americans do. Yeah, I mean, but but how was that? By the way, was it a good show? (laughs) You know, it's funny because. you know, Kim Kardashian's trying to, or she said, oh, I, want, she, I think she may have succeeded at buying back the rights to that sex porn video, the sex tape that she did, which is on Vivid Entertainment. So I watched that. I watched the, the trailer watched for the, it. The, the porn? I, yeah, I've seen that. But I, I watched the trailer for it. And it's her, like, it's really weird because it's almost like she's promoting it. And she's saying stuff like, you know, everyone thinks my boobs are fake. Well, they'll know now. I mean, no one knew Kim Kardashian when this happened. And by the way, Ray J, my God, double hander. I mean, this guy, he's hung like a horse. But that's what these videos are, you know, that's what these women are trying to, I guess, they promote the fact that they can handle it. Sure. Whatever the case is, I, I tell you, I, t- these, I tell these people you, to be, uh, Kim can handle it. Can she handle it? Yeah, Kimmy can. Yeah. So uh, they're the Gabor sisters of our de- uh, generation. <laughs> yeah, not so. We're going to be stuck with them forever, <laughs> and I'm glad that you you spent your time not watching quite. their show. I was forced. I was forced. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well, meanwhile, there's good news or bad news. Actually, bad news uh, in the business of uh, well, play the coffee trends. This is this is disturbed me. And in news around the Bay Area, baristas at a San Jose coffee shop busted for serving topless. Neighbors have long complained about scandally clad employees at Quinn Cafe. Now, this is cell phone video given to the authorities by the wife of a customer. On Sunday, San Jose police officers walked in and found two women working half nude. The women were cited, but not the owner. That's not illegal, by the way. I didn't think it was. It's not illegal. In fact, there's another controversy in San Francisco um, over uh, nudists. By the way, it's Quinn's Cafe for everyone who is interested. Quinn, Quim Cafe? In Quinn, San Jose. <laughs> Queef Cafe. That's what be. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Queef Cafe. It's not illegal. Nudity is legal in San Francisco. Well, this is San Jose. Oh, so that, uh, I don't know about San Jose. There was... This, and I actually I wasn't going to play this. I'll just play a little bit. So I guess that, uh, uh, you know, nudity is uh, is legal in, in San Francisco. You can walk around naked if you want. It's not a problem. So there's a bunch of guys up there in the Castro. And uh, and I've seen them at some of like the gay parade uh, events. And they walk around naked. You know, big deal. And uh, But now there's a, a law that's being proposed that when they sit on a uh, public bench or a seat, they have to put a towel over it. So you don't don't transfer cooties or something uh, onto the bench, and this looks like it's going to pass. But with the reporting 
is what what just I'm like wow how infantile and idiot just infantile reporting from your mainstream news media for those who like to bear it all in san francisco it might just be time to cover it up it gets worse restrictions on public nudity <gasps> mike sugarman went on the search for nudists who might not be ready to so-called uh, throw in the towel <laughs> just yet mike okay, okay. Show us if there's if there's any item, we'll find out. If there's any question, if you're not watching Denver television right now, you're not watching St. Louis television, you're not watching Phoenix television, this is San Francisco television. Our story begins here in the Castro. <laughs> the Jane Warner Parklet at Castro and Market in San Francisco is a great place to hang out. <laughs> nice day. Enjoy a picnic, a long sandwich, say. By the way, he's naked. <laughs> he's naked. It's legal in San Francisco to be naked outside if you're not. I like around. the bells. Yeah, <laughs> and the whole thing—they can't help themselves. It's a no. naked body, you idiots. It's like, and it's not pretty either. <laughs> it's just like it's just, it blows me away. It's like no problem showing people being burned and and killed and bombs dropped on them and mangled and all screwed up and the government spying on you. But oh, when it comes to a naked guy, an old naked guy, <laughs> turn off your television. It's killing you. Stop drinking the water. It's killing you. Really? Turn off your television. End of rant. Yeah, we should play the, the pet peeve of the day. I don't see Curry's pet peeve of the day. It's just one of many. Okay. So, uh, I thought I had a clip here that was... Something uh, you missed? Uh, uh, I can tell you, I, well, there's a couple things you don't have that you didn't play. Uh, Paul botches attack. Yeah, uh, but, you know, Ron Paul is, you know, this is the problem he has. Somebody, he, he, was, he had the opportunity Sharpton? to How about really on Perry? attack Perry, and he just mumbled and bumbled and, and misused words. And then if you play Al Sharpton, who... who, who <laughs> wraps up Perry in, a, in an analysis piece, and you listen to two of them, you say, well, these guys are not erudite by any means. Here they come, back to back. And of pushing for bailout money, supporting welfare for illegal immigrants, and trying to forcibly vaccinate 12-year-old girls against sexually transmitted disease. He's your home state governor. Is he less conservative than meets the eye? Much, much more so, yes. Uh, just take the um, HPV, uh, forcing 12-year-old girls to take an inoculation uh, to prevent this sexually transmitted disease. This is not good medicine, I, I do not believe. I think it's social, uh, social misfit. It's not, it's not good social policy. And therefore, I think this is, is, is very bad uh, to do this. I think but, uh, that uh, I agree, Governor Perry, fed red meat to his base. Uh, I think that uh, he hurt himself, though, with the general uh, public. When you go through the fact checks, when they check out uh, his claims about jobs and minimum wage in Texas, I think he's going to get uh, a little hit hard on that. The Ponzi scheme uh, science, I mean, this whole thing of Galeo was outvoted. I mean, he really got out there. Uh, Galeo? For his followers, I think he, he played to those seats whether they are the majority of the seats or not, we'll see. Now, I have, a, I have an analysis on this. So, um, so Ron Paul doesn't work with a teleprompter, doesn't work with a script, and, uh, you know, it's, it's sometimes in, 
when you're not complete, I'm sure he doesn't train. I just have a feeling. No, no, he doesn't have canned he, he, responses. No, and he doesn't train with all kinds of douchebags. He's just a real guy. By the way, uh, you got to tell me how to register to be a Republican so I can vote for him because uh, that's my agenda. I'm voting for this guy. Call uh, the courthouse. Do I have to call the courthouse? Well, find out. Well, you, you can probably go over there and just change your... Uh, Okay. Your, uh, we can't do it on the interwebs? Not that I know okay. of. Anyway, so I'm going to do that. Because otherwise I'd just be do- changing yours to something else. Okay. Um, Sharpton, of course, works off a script all the time, which is why he uh, why he can't read, You know why, why it comes out stupid. Uh, what was that, Resist We Much? Resist We Much. Um, and also Galileo. <laughs> Galileo. No, exactly. So did he mean Galileo? Galileo. Did he mean yeah. Galileo? I think he meant Galileo. <laughs> what else would he mean? I never heard so, Fred Galileo. I don't know. So little secret for those of you who are new to the program. All of these people, when they went on every single show, I, it, it, including the Kardashians, every single show is scripted. It's written out. And they and sometimes and I've had this, you know, I I remember um on MTV, uh, this was actually the Headbangers Ball. It was like one of the first two or three shows. And I was uh, reading off the prompter. It was the last time I was reading off the prompter because we had a guy there. I forget what the uh, the band was. It was some heavy metal band, and he was waiting for the interview. And I'm reading off the prompter, and instead of saying heretic, I said heretic. And uh, and I remember, <laughs> and it was like the uh, name of their song or their album. Heretic. And the guy, after he says, you're an idiot. <laughs> and I, what, It's heretic. You're an idiot. And that was the last time I uh, read off a prompter at MTV. Now I'm talking like uh, you know, 86, 87, whatever I was doing that. Now, Julia Gillard, the prime minister of Gitmo Nation Down Under, is also, even in an interview situation, reading off a teleprompter. Please, you have to, it looks, it doesn't look that way, but all of these things are scripted. All of it. It's all scripted, and they can't read for shit. Um, Do you trust the foreign minister? Well, of course, Kevin is part of my team. Why after this week? Oh, well, Chris, I'll leave the political commentary and hyperbole to you. (laughs) I'll leave the hyperbole to you. She said hyperbole. She said hyperbole. <laughs> it's hyperbole. Right. She, you would only say hyperbole if you're if reading, you were reading it. it off a prompter. And you, if you're thinking about the Super Bowl. Leave the political commentary and hyperbole to you. She's reading off the prompter in a fake interview. There's no other. John, you and I have been in media all our lives. We, you've made these mistakes. No, you maybe they, not. I've made these mistakes. They have. Uh, and we always have to remind people that back in the olden days. When you were getting started, um, <laughs> they used to send out these seven, these these thirty three and a third records that were interviews with people. Right? Yeah, the, were, the vinyl was actual was, vinyl. It was vinyl. It was actually came out as vinyl, and you it was half of the interview, and you'd have a list of questions, and you'd, and you'd slot it right in. Yeah, and you'd say, and I'm here with so and so, who's who's a record producer, or he's a famous artist, and uh, we're here. I, thank you for being on the show. You. You're welcome. I'm good. Glad to be here. And, and so, uh, what's your what's your latest project? My latest project is blah 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 blah. But and I, so, uh, is this going to pay? Is this you think this is going to do well? I think this is gonna, you know. Just hope to God these they, things but, don't skip. But they even gave you a script. Yeah, and they gave you a script to what questions to ask and the time. I, and I did. The, and then later, when I really started, it was um, 
uh, Umatic videotapes, elect EPK, the electronic press kit, and would have an interview with the questions cut out. And I wish I could find it, but I remember on Countdown, the show I did in the Netherlands, and then we're talking 83, um, we put it together and we promoted live satellite interview with Janet Jackson. And, and we, we had these answers and she was like, you know, at her Malibu beach house. And the whole thing was promoted as a big lie. It was, you know, innocent, but was it really? And we actually put the fuzz. It wasn't fu- innocent at all. It was a big lie. Yeah. And we put the fuzz in like, oh, 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 you know, and I actually, cause I, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'd lose the connection at one point. We had to like. <laughs> That's really phoning it up. Yeah. But people bought it hook, line and sinker. Hook, line, and sinker. This was kind of somewhat parodied and destroyed by a show that was on one of the cable stations called Space Ghost. Oh, I've never seen that. And Space, Space Ghost, Ghost was this character who they took these interviews they, and then he just asked random weird questions and then had them do those straight answers. And was was and, this uh, animated? Or Yeah, it was, the Space Ghost was animated, but the person was real. Because it was from a video press release. Hold on a second. Let me see. I, it's something here from the YouTube. Let's see if this is. Uh, let's see if this is good. Uh, Kentucky Nightmare. Hold on. Greetings. Welcome to the show. Hey, is this tonight, it? My guest is Corey Feldman. Hey. Yeah, probably. <laughs> What's with the shark? That's been there for over a year. Oh. Well, I don't uh, remember it. Hold on. Yeah. Where's his guest? Is that his guest? Look, in the heat of conversations. Unfortunately, I got an episode that sucked. Okay, well, we'll look into it. Space Ghost. Well, anyway, so that's the that was the idea, and it became kind of ludicrous. And I've always, and I think you you know you see uh, you know some parodies of it occasionally on Leno where they re-edit a press conference and things like that. But no, most of these things are amazingly rehearsed, and they're they're canned. Canned is the word. Yeah. And it's pathetic that the public you know doesn't know this. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I think it's one of the things we try to reveal on this show. I do have one clip. If you can go back to your email, I, I sent you a last minute clip, which I, I guess I forgot to include. Oh. And I, I did want to play this clip. Oh, okay. uh, so if you pull that down. But in the meantime, can you? There's also a clip I have here. From I only have the, two hands, John. I mean, <laughs> and then meanwhile, can you also do this? Well, hold on, I don't, I don't see it in. Uh, I don't see it in the email. When, Should be his last clip. No. Uh oh no, John C. Dvorak. I got no, no. You did. I I got no. I don't think you sent no, it here. Well, I'll send it again. Yeah, recent. Uh, I've got a kick out of this Huntsman and thirteen dollar oil that he went off the deep end with, and I actually got into a debate with Buzzkill Junior. Who said, uh, "Oh yeah, you can document these for you know this is accurate. It's bull crap. This is a specious <laughs> argument." <laughs> Just tell us about just tell us about where you want this country to go in terms of what we have in such great abundance. Tell us where we think we can find that which we have and convert it into jobs and expanding our industrial base and reminding the American people that they're not paying four dollars per gallon for gas. When you add up the cost of troop deployments, when you add up the cost of keeping the sea lanes open for the importation uh, of imported oil, the bulking distribution and tourmaline costs, it's $13 a gallon, so says the Milken Institute. And I say the American people have had enough. We need a president who's going to provide a little bit of leadership in giving us some direction and opening up the opportunities. What a bunch of crap. It's specious. Wait a minute. The Milken Institute, is that the Mike Milken Institute? Yeah, Michael. I mean, that was the thief? Well, he was the fall guy, let's face it. 
So, so you actually had Buzzkill Jr., who's a millennial. He popped up and said, oh, yeah, that's right. Where'd he get that from? He got it from some other source besides the Milken Institute. But what the, the, the meme is, is that there's overhead involved with protecting our interests and, and going to war to get the oil and all the rest of it, which is, which is all specious. What if we didn't have the war and we're still getting the oil imported? How's it? It's not $13 anymore. I mean, it was just, it was just a weird, I didn't expect to hear it from, uh, from a Republican out of the blue like that. It's just, you mean Buskill Jr. is a Republican? No, no, I'm talking about Huntsman. <laughs> okay. Buzzkill Jr. is an independent. And, um, independent, independent crackpot. And, uh, Buzz, no, independent Buzzkill. I'm sorry. And yeah. I, I just thought it was like, why is Huntsman throwing this in the pot? Well, why is and, he? What do you think? I have no idea. It's like to assuage somebody. Well, Huntsman, Huntsman is an Obama guy. He was a willing participant of the administration. Come on. It's a, think, it's a, yeah, right. He was the he's, best. A, he's a Democrat sitting there at, uh, posing as a Republican. Yeah, I think that must be it. You know, something else that was nuts. Speaking of, uh, you know, subsidized stuff. So we uh, we uh, went to Malibu. Uh, one of Mickey's actress friends uh, was smoking hot, by the way. Uh, she somehow finagled through whatever. She finagled uh, uh, Mel Brooks's beach house. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, because, you know, Mel Brooks and Anne Bancroft basically slept there. And uh, by the way, it's the shittiest house on the block. It's not, it's, and the Man. only thing that was cool was there was his director's chair from uh, History of the World Part 1, which I took a picture of. But everything else just, you know, it's a crummy beach house. And, he, he, and the guy's a real estate mogul. He's got tons of beach houses, all kinds of stuff. So, but it was really nice because, you know, you go there and it's like, it's not like five bedrooms. So that was very nice of her to invite us. And uh, so uh, we stay overnight and everything. We go back, and then uh, we actually took uh, Canyon River Drive, I think is what it's called. Which I were know- you in Mel Brooks, Brooks's bed? Yeah. Oh, really? I became very funny. Anyway, there's a, good, a couple of lines I won't. Yeah. I, I'm going to relent from my normal uh, ribald humor. Go on. Yeah, God forbid. Uh, so, we're on way, so we basically drive through Calabasas, which by the, is a much better way to go than uh, PCH. And uh, so, yeah, we're feeling pretty good. But, uh, but you know, let's, uh, let's grab a milkshake just for a little sugar rush. And, uh-huh. we, and we go to McDonald's uh, drive through and the app, that happens a lot, by the way, where the milkshake machine is not working. But I love how it's like, okay, thank you. And across the street is a jack-in-the-box. <laughs> and th- at this point, Mickey's like, because, you know, she's not into any junks, junk shit at all. And, no, uh, except the Kardashians, apparently. Right. <laughs> yeah, please, don't hold that against her. It's the only thing. And uh, so we go to jack-in-the-box drive through And, of course, it's for, can I interest you in, uh, in a new special meal? No, two milkshakes. And so we're waiting for these milkshakes. And there's a sign on the door. That says now accepting EBT cards uh, inside. Now, do you know what EBT cards are? Isn't that the uh, new uh, uh, either food stamp or welfare card? Yes, that's now a credit card from yes. Visa or Mastercard. Yes, run by J.P. Morgan. They run that entire scam. I'm yeah. like, really? So you can buy Jack in the Box food with your food stamps? Essentially, is what it is. Yeah, so, why not? Well, no, you're not. And this is what, what pissed me off, because I went to look at uh, on the website, consulted the Book of Knowledge, and there are rules 
about what you can and cannot buy with your food stamps. You can't buy a hamburger? No, I'll tell you why. So you can't buy beer, wine, liquor, cigarettes, or tobacco, of course. Uh, any non-food items such as pet foods, which I think is wrong, because, you know, what do you think? We need to eat pet food, so I think they should scrap that. that that'll be part of our ticket, by the way. We'll say that you can buy uh Yeah, people food. can buy yeah, pet, pet food. food. Uh, dog food, let's make it yeah. more... Uh, uh, and cat <laughs> <Yeah>. food. <laughs> yes. More overt. And fish food. Uh, vitamins and medicines. Vitamins. You're not allowed to buy vitamins with your... Uh, uh, with your food stamp card, but also here it is: food that will be eaten in the store or hot foods. So the only thing I can imagine—I didn't go inside, obviously—but what you you can they have some kind of like technicality where maybe if you buy it inside and you run out real quick, then it's not eaten in the store, but it, it can it can only be cold food. So what they give you like cold fries. The whole thing, yeah, and then they have junk food and luxury items. The Food and Nutrition Act of 2008 defines eligible food as any food or food product for home consumption and also includes seeds and plants which produce food for consumption by SNAP households. That's the acronym. The act precludes the following items from being purchased with SNAP benefits. Alcoholic beverages, tobacco products, hot food, any food sold for on-premises consumption, non-food items such as pet foods, soaps, paper products, medicines, and vitamins, household supplies, grooming items, and cosmetics are also ineligible for purchase with SNAP benefits. And then it, and it has a list. Soft drinks, candy, cookies, snack crackers, ice cream are food items and therefore eligible. So ice cream's okay. Candy and cookies are okay. Soft drinks are okay. Seafood steak and bakery cakes are also food items and therefore okay. But a jack-in-the-box taco is not okay? (laughs) Well, apparently it is because they're accepting it. Well, I know, but according to your list, I'm saying. I don't know. Here it is. Fast food restaurants want a slice of of food stamp pie. A live five news one day ago by Mark Davenport, uh, an art, a a, uh, a um, commentator on some TV station in South Carolina. For years, people have used food stamps or EBT cards in grocery stores, but now restaurants across the country are trying to get a piece of the pie. Restaurants in Arizona, California, there Florida, and yep. Michigan are already accepting EBT cards for the food, but South Carolina has yet to follow. So it's a local state thing. Although it says Department of Agriculture, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, food stamps, blah, blah, blah. Apparently, yeah, it is okay in some states. Well, it's a federal program. Well, that's, yeah, no, that's what I'm, yeah, it's just, this is becoming baffling the more I'm reading this article and listening to you. So we'll look into that, but it, it, it just, it surprised me. It just really, and Jack in the Box is crap. Remember when 20 people died from Jack in the Box, like the E. coli scare? Remember that? It was like 20 years ago or so. Yeah, they killed a bunch of people. So uh, this is being pulled up again from your neck of the woods or your family's neck of the woods in uh, in Washington. Uh, and I think there's a hit job. And this is maybe something for the Dvorak Horowitz uh, Unplugged show. I think there's a hit job out. I did a little research on this. Now, um, Burger King was just purchased or actually taken private by 3G Capital. And 3G Capital, I think they own a big chunk of uh, InBev, who now owns Anheuser-Busch. They're food guys. They're food investment group. And they took uh, Burger King private for $4 billion. 
And then this little news report comes out, which is clearly a PR job, and I'll tell you why. It seems that there's a systemic problem with the Burger King grills. At least, you know, they're not maintained well. And I think the real question that Burger King needs to ask themselves is, you know, how widespread is this problem? Right now, we know the problem is in stores in seven Washington counties. The issue was first discovered in July when the Tacoma Pierce County Health Department inspected a Burger King in Puyallup. A hamburger needs to be cooked 155 degrees, and, and every food establishment like Burger King or any food establishment has systems in place to make sure that food is cooked to the proper temperature. Because of a grill malfunction, many of the patties were not properly cooked. The cause of the undercooking is um, a mechanical problem, whether it's the grills are getting old or they're not being cleaned thoroughly, and so you have the flame is not hot enough. So. That, I think, in and of itself should raise some red flags. In 1993, an E. coli outbreak due to undercooked meat at jack-in-the-box restaurants sickened more than 700 people, several of them in Washington State. Four children died. So uh, I'm looking at this, and, and I go to uh, fox13.com or whatever. This is the Tacoma station, I think it is. And uh, they have a link to the Tacoma Pierce County Health Department website, and you can look at all of their investigations. And indeed, if you fill out uh, Burger King, you can see a couple of these restaurants. It says, oh, violation, you know, uh, we noticed that it was only 140 degrees instead of 150. But I went one step further, and I filled out McDonald's, and they have just as many violations for exactly the same thing. So... I'd think that there is some kind of hit job out, and it has to be big financial. I couldn't find it, by the way. I couldn't find out why. Uh, there, and it probably has something to do with 3G Capital, because this thing, is, it's all too recent. These guys just bought it. They paid a nice premium on the price. Burger King was already in a little bit of trouble. And all of a sudden, this news comes out that this incredible journalist at Tacoma Pierce County Station, Fox, that you're telling me that they did some investigative work, and, oh, we just discovered this? No. This is a PR piece. I can't find it, but maybe some of your fans up there can uh, can find it. Well, finding it is one thing, but understanding the reason. Right. No, but seems... there, there must be a 3G capital tie-in. It has to do with... The only thing I could find... And well, the 3G capital is a Brazilian operation, which is interesting in itself. Well, I did find something very interesting, and this is something we can uh, check our book of knowledge on. And our prediction, our prediction book, actually, going forward. It turns out that uh, the United States has never invaded a country that has a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. And and so there in the book of knowledge, I find it impossible to believe that there was no McDonald's in Iraq. Let well no, uh, and, well, or, and I find it almost impossible that there's no McDonald's in Egypt. Okay, let me take a look. Uh, I find it impossible no, to believe. No, there's no that there's no McDonald's in Afghanistan. The I find only it impossible. no, hold on, hold on. First of all, I'm only going by the book of knowledge. Okay, so uh, I I can only there is a book of knowledge entry list of countries with McDonald's franchises. This, by the way, is apparently a theory that more people are following. And uh, no, there was no McDonald's in Iraq. The only, they, in fact, uh, on the base where I was in Basra, they had a Burger King. Uh, but that was on the base. Afghanistan also does not appear on the list. Uh, but neither does Libya. Uh, neither does, uh, let me see, is Syria in here? No, Syria, not on the list. Uh, what We were talking about, uh, what were we talking about, Morocco the other day? 
not on the list. Algeria. Algeria. Hold on a second. Let me just check. Algeria. Not on the list. Well, they're doomed. Yeah. So I think we. I think we can. Let me just see if Morocco. Morocco. Nope. Not on the list. So, well, this is an interesting thesis. So if they, if you don't get a Burger King pretty quick, I mean a, bur- a McDonald's. A McDonald's, yeah. Then, uh, then you can be. But they're in a lot of places. They're in a lot of interesting places. Uh, see, Japan, Panama, Germany, El Salvador, Guatemala, Hong Kong, uh, Brazil, Singapore, Spain, Malaysia. We'll see if I can find any esoteric ones. Macau, Macau, <laughs> in Russia. Uh, Greece, Guadeloupe. Uh, yeah, so the, th- the theory is uh, we have never invaded a country that has a McDonald's in it. So, by the way, we're on this topic. I believe that the Syrian action has been called off. Really? Yeah, two days ago, New York Times, front page story. Uh, I think it was carried inside. Um, by the way, can I just say one thing? Uh, we didn't invade Egypt. Well, I, when I said that, I knew you, I thought you might. No, I see people uh, in the chat room going, yeah, man, there's McDonald's in Egypt. Yeah, but we didn't invade Egypt. That's why we have no foots in the ground. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're invading Libya, not Egypt. Sorry I interrupted. So, uh, <laughs> I like your depiction of the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's in the corner it's of like my a eye. Hysterical old lady. <laughs> anyway, let, let, let me break it up for a second, uh, just just so we can get on something else. Yeah, do your any of your kids play uh, video games? Yeah, they all play video games. Do they play Grand Theft Auto Four? Uh, they have. All right. So you know, uh, have you ever played it? Uh, not the newest. I played some of the early versions. I I find it tedious. Yeah, me too. They're fun though. So uh, you know that in the car you have radio stations. Yeah. So one of our producers went through the trouble of recording the radio stations, uh, and this is this game came out in two thousand eight, and this is uh, the radio station you can select in Grand Theft Auto Four is WKTT, the Richard Bastian program. Okay, we've got a live terror sighting. Hello, you're on uh, the Richard Bastian show. Yeah, I, I'm on the train, and I, I see a guy who's a terrorist. This guy's really suspicious. Okay, good. good. Well, uh, what's he doing? He's sitting there reading some religious shit. Okay, now, <laughs> how, can you, how can you tell this shit's religious? What, what is it? What's going on with it? I'm sure it is. It's in a different fucking language. It's Spanish or something. <laughs> well, that, that, that is a sure sign. Okay, now, what you're sitting across from right there is Al Conqueso, the Spanish <laughs> terrorist, the worst kind. Okay, they're, they're already infiltrated into all are shitty jobs, you know, you, you see them outside, uh, you know, at various hardware stores waiting to just the next strike, okay? They're the most dangerous of all. I cannot stress that enough. Now, now you know what you have to do, don't you? I sure do. I'm armed 24-7. We're on a train. There's kids everywhere. Time to let fly with some bullets and see what this bastard is all about. Dude, thanks a lot, Richard. Eat lead, you Alcone queso, motherfucker. <laughs> That's great. Perfect. Now that, that is a true American. You know, I just want to give that man a heart stopper from Burger Shot, shove a slice of apple pie up his ass, and salute that guy. That son of a gun loves America. You see, Bastion's buddies, we're everywhere, and we're all about keeping this country safe. Next caller. 
This is MK Ultra, if I've ever heard of it. <laughs> this is programming the young people of America. Forget the pimps and the hookers and everything in that game and crashing the cars. This is the real, the true psychological warfare that's being played on our children. Alcon Queso. Alcon. Al- <laughs> with cheese. <laughs> Case. That's really unbelievable to me. It really, really blew me away. There's probably a lot of stuff in the game like that. Yeah, well, we've caught lots of stuff, even when they literally talk about uh, uh, MK Ultra. But this is really it. I mean, this, this, this stuff's real, man. So, uh, back to Syria. Okay. So the New York Times did this big special, uh, it, it just, and they did all the Syria coverage has disappeared. But it began with this article about, uh, what's the uh, capital of Syria? Uh, Damascus? Or is that Lebanon? The book of knowledge. Oh, not top of my head. I think it's Damascus. So um, they show a big mall loaded with shoppers. Saying the shoppers in downtown Damascus are don't even pay, and there's just nothing going on. <laughs> this whole thing they're is shopping. bull crap, and they're all shopping away. Well, wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Isn't Assad like a horrible man? And isn't he like killing people? And uh, and people are rioting against him, and he and his horrible atrocities against the shoppers. <laughs> hey, you shopper, stop that! I'm shooting you, you shopper. Wow. Well, yeah, it was, and there was all these. There was this photo of this of a mall that was just jammed with people, you know, just shopping, and supposedly <laughs> was taken like within the last day or so. And there was a big article about how the, nobody in Damascus thinks anything's going on at all, so it's all bogus. Well, I think we've already kind of established that we've done. Well, a we have, we've always thought the whole everything's bogus, right? But we but the United States uh, has done a deal with the Russians because, of course, the Russians have their naval base there. And I think we will kick the Chinese out. If there are, you know, if there's any Chinese in the Chiners, get out because that's what it's all about. Uh, but I don't think they want to mess up that country. They don't have a lot of oil. They don't have a lot of stuff. You know, I think we're already good. The Russians, the Ruskies, are like, hey, you gave us Exxon, cool. We'll take care of this. Don't worry about it. Got you, got you back, bro. Got you covered. On the other side, South Sudan, you know, the the George Clooney region where he's got his eye in the sky. Um. There is now a call in the United Nations uh, for NATO, which stands for North Atlantic Treaty Organization, North Atlantic, to include South Sudan in NATO's security system, <laughs> whereby South Sudan... going to move it to the North Atlantic? Check I mean, how do, you, how do you put an African country in NATO? Most people are like, yeah, no, that's, in, that's on the Atlantic, isn't it? In it, let's go out on the street. Where's South Sudan? Uh, South Atlantic. Uh, South Sudan would be included in NATO's mandate, and hence any aggression on South Sudan would be considered an aggression on all of the NATO countries. In other words, attack. We've been waiting for this to happen. So that's a that's a blatant setup. If uh, if well, South the Sudan thing is really so, you know, we first we have the phony, you know, we have the phony fighting going on that you know there was like some genocide we didn't we don't know too much about george clooney is looking at shows up next thing you know they have a big election they split the country in half somehow i don't know how that worked 
Yeah. Oil now you got oil. South Sudan. Now they're still battling going on along the border where the oil wells are. Mm-hmm. And now they want them to join NATO so we can make sure that... I think this has got something to do with China, too. China. China and the oil. There's yeah, a, there's we, some... probably, we have probably not been following it close enough. I think we were dropping the ball on the Sudan thing. Well, it was boring. We were distracted by Syria. Yeah. Well, now, there's, one th- there's one report from Libya that I liked very much, uh, which will give so much credence. Now, this was uh, CNN, of course. Uh, Spokes whole BS network. And they do this report with another one of these nondescript reporters who you never heard heard of in an in a interview with a human rights watch guy. I don't, I don't know if they're any good, that organization. Um, be on the lookout for this. This, is a, this, by the way, will play right into our next segment on the show. This box contained two missiles and four power sources. The Igla S can shoot down a plane flying as high as 11,000 feet. It's the Russian equivalent of the U.S.-made Stinger missile. The U.S. supplied hundreds of stingers to the Afghan Mujahideen during the Soviet occupation, then spent millions of dollars trying to buy them back, fearing they'd fall into the hands of terrorists. Peter Bukart of Human uh, Rights Watch has been tracking these weapons in Libya for months. In, In every city, we arrive. And the first thing to disappear are the surface-to-air missiles. We're talking about some 20,000 missing surface-to-air missiles um, in all of Libya. Um, And I've seen cars packed with them. If Bukhart's assessment is accurate, thousands of surface-to-air missiles could be on the loose. American officials worry they might end up with Iran, Al-Qaeda, or other terrorist groups. Yeah, Al-Qaeda! That's what's going to happen next. Did he say Qaeda or Al-Qaeda? I think he said Al-Qaeda, but it could easily have been Qaeda. Let's listen again. Thousands of surface-to-air missiles could be on the loose. American officials worry they might end up with Iran, Al-Qaeda, or other terrorist groups. Not sure what he says. They could turn all of North Africa into a no-fly zone. (laughs) I want to have one of those. I need to get me one of those Russian surface-to-air missiles to take out the drones. Good luck donation time. Don't you mean donation time? He means Adam's got another story about drones. <laughs> drones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it's so Al Qaeda, Al Qaeda, Qaeda, whatever you want to call it. By the it. way, the, they went back to the using of the word Qaeda. So now I'm convinced that they and I and I kept the story, the one that uses Al Qaeda. It's loaded with all kinds of information that everyone needs, like stuff that you should be reading. It's it's actually the, the definitely read this is is when it, when oh, you yeah. see Al Qaeda in the headline of a New York Times article. There was another there was another code about Africa, and then I'll get this is West Africa, uh, which kind of fits into everything in Nigeria. Uh, and here's another uh, you know anti China story. Uh, Nigeria uh, is West Africa's largest economy is selling U.S. dollars for Chinese yuan. Uh, the Nigerian central bank governor, Lamido Sans- Sanusi, who sells kitchens apparently, said in Beijing today that Africa's top oil exporter will convert as much as 10% of its, here it comes, $33 billion in foreign reserves from U.S. dollars into Chinese yuan. Central banks use foreign reserve to manage their own currency value. So that, to me, was a... Now, if we've ever seen a coded message, this is one. 
33, we have some sort. $33 billion, there's your magic number. They're going to convert 10% of it from U.S. dollars into uh, Chinese shekels, China shekels. Huh. So uh, that's that's usually how you get into a lot of trouble by doing that stuff. Yeah, that seems to be the case. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. We have a few donors uh, that uh, need mentioning, including uh, Christian Herzog in Elwood, Illinois, 123.45. I value what you guys are doing and want to help you make it continue by continuing my support. I've taken on some new roles at work, and Karma Shot would be appreciated. You've got karma. I also know some listeners who are still boners rather than donors, but be warned, you may get called out. Be on the lookout. Thanks from Future Night Zog. I like that. Zog. 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 Sir Zog. Zog. Julian Collins and Carlston. 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 Good job. Surrey. One cent for each day since NATO started bombing for peace. <laughs> what, is that, what, is that, by, what does that come out to? By, by Multiplied by the number of days since I got laid. <laughs> plus 333. $108.93. No sex for you? Adam Colby. is Sir Adam Colby to you. Menasha, Wisconsin. 100 bucks. Gregory Sizemore uh, in the Arab Emirates. Another great show, guys. Another techno expert joins the NA ranks. That's our code for sysadmin who can mess stuff up real good when the bat signal goes out. Welcome, my friend. Mikolai Washinsky. <laughs> Hold on. We have a clip. In the morning, my first name is, that's the easy one, Mikolai. My last name is Wonczynski. Mikolai Wonczynski. Mikolai Wonczynski. That's how you pronounce it. People are now sending in their pronunciation clips for you. Thank you. Uh, he's in Poland, uh, 7337. He's uh, now added up. According to my and Eric's calculations, the donation should make me a knight. Cool. I believe I'm going to be the first knight in Gitmo Nation Kielbasa, a country that needs a lot, not only a lot of media assassinations. I will send you the correct pronunciation of my name in the email, which he just did. Uh, good idea, by the way. Zinya Kovalov, or it could be Kovalov, in Moscow. I think it's Kovalyov. Could be. $69. Uh, Swazant new for the good karma. Keep up the great work. You've got karma. Uh, Yui uh, Husman. Ua Husman. Ua. In Ludwigsburg. Is that in Holland? No, I think it's Germany. Ua. Say Ua. Ua. And then, so you have Ua is a guy's name and Uta is a girl's name. Say Ua, meet Uta. Uta, meet Ua. Sounds like a letterman on the, the Academy Awards. Uh-huh. $66.66. Gareth uh, Kuchinkas, Southington, Connecticut. Fit double nickels on the dime. Jeff Ro- Rocklin, or Rochlin. In Redondo Beach, California, 5510. Uh, in the morning, fellas, been a while since I donated, so I thought I'd try and improve my karma. You've got karma. It keeps me, this show keeps me from going nuts on the freeway. Yeah, let me tell you. Joshua, Pe- 
Joshua Pettigrew, uh, double nickels on the dime, Monticello, Arkansas. In the morning, John Nanabig, uh, like to give out a belated birthday shout out to my wife, Jessica, September 7th, 2nd. Happy birthday, baby. Uh, considering uh, Fareed Zakaria and parliamentary systems, while I'm not for empire building, it's funny that the cheerleaders for war talk of spreading democracy and American values, yet these countries we invade chose parliamentary systems. Why don't they model their governments on our system? <laughs> Thanks for the greatest, the greatest podcast ever. Uh, and down we go to the spreadsheet. Uh, Stefan Schnabel, Gosport, Hampshire, UK. Been too long since donating. A reminder to others. Your bi-weekly wake-up calls are such a breath of fresh air in the quagmire of so-called real news. Keep them coming. All the best from Steve and Sue up in the riot-free, for now anyway, Highlands of Scotland. <laughs> Tim Schalberger, Lake Oswego, Oregon. Need some karma for some home inspection to go well. You guys are the highlight of my week. You've got karma. Sir Jeffrey Gerlach in Alamo wants another... What? You missed one. Scott Hankel. Oh, Scott. Hello, Scott Hankel. Uh, Sunland, California, 5337. Jeffrey Gerlach. Sir Jeffrey Gerlach to you. Uh, Alamo, California. Please mention the podcast for peace and a hand out a dose of karma if you would. You've got karma. We have Andrew Seuss in Melton, South Victoria. $50. Brian Baird in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Been listening to the show for a few months. This is my first donation, so please de-douche me and hit me some karma. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Uh, Daniel Armstrong in uh, the Arab Emirates, uh, or... I guess AE, I think, is. He's overseas in the military. $50. David Middlebrook. Ellen Aberdeenshire. 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 David Stenberg in North Situate, Rhode Island. $50. John Boland, Byron, New York. $50. Thanks, Adam, for plugging my song, Government. My song, Government. Yeah, is uh, this is uh, I talked about him. He uh, we met him at the Shikshini meetup. He drove for two days from uh, upstate New York mm. to come down uh, uh, to the meeting, and uh, he has like this real punk rock government. It's funny. It's a it's like it's a real raw punk rock song. I will continue to build virtual billboards in the APB Reloaded Social District and punch people in the mouths. I don't get paid on sales and music until three months after the sale, so hopefully I'll have a couple of dollars to throw in to you guys in November. Uh, till then, I'll send 50 whatever I can, 25% of the way to knighthood. Give yourself some karma and the government of New York a douchebag. You've got karma. And governments. And thanks to John Gabriel Boland. Tell Adam it's Boland, not Boland. Uh, since you always screw up the names, Adam should get credit for <laughs> screwing up mine a few weeks ago. I accept the credit. Thank you so much. Will you vouch for me? And then finally, uh, <laughs> Sir Chris Heelan in Brussels. Heelan. $50. Dear John, I'm a few episodes behind, but please don't make fun of the Belgian people like you did three weeks ago. We might not have a government for more than 450 days, over a year. You still shouldn't mock us. Belgian Zinluka Mensen Vurwif 
ons echt wil lernen kennen. <laughs> you can't even, you're, you're not even seeing the letters properly when you mess it up. I mean, you what is it? You literally, I mean, read it again, you, and, but pay attention. Belgien zillen leuke mensen voor wie ons echt wil leren kennen. Very good. Now, that was actually understandable. Huh. A good job. Okay. And of course, what did I we, say? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Oh, well, you just said no. I thought, what, did you say something bad about the Belgians? I don't know there. No, no. no what did I say? What does this mean? Uh, Belgen zijn leuk. Zijn leuke mensen voor ons echt wil leren kennen. Belgians are really nice people for those of us who take the trouble to get to know us. Oh, I love the Belgians. <laughs> I watch. I've watched almost all the Poirots. <laughs> all right. Was that it? That's it. Uh, and that is Sir Chris Heelan, proud duke in the barony of Baron Stephen von Pelsmakers. Uh, yes, uh, our top patron. Top patron on the show is a Belgian. And uh, so uh, if you, I, I don't re- recall you making fun of the Belgians, John, uh, I think you should not do that. I don't think I ever have. Okay. I love the Belgians. Serenity Hell uh, says, absolutely love and adore your show. I find it informative and most hilarious. I want to know if you can give me a huge shot of karma. As I was let go two days ago and need any help with my search for steady income. My life is hell, but work helps. Also want to know if I can snail mail my cash slash money order to the contract contact address listed. Yes, you can. Uh, that's on the uh, Dvorak.org slash N-A page. Dvorak.org slash N-A. So, Serenity, here you go. You've got karma. Ooh, sorry, a little loud. Uh, yes, so... Um, we are indeed a, a brand new business model. If people actually paid attention uh, to what we're doing, we'd be uh, we would be writing the next management and building great companies book because the way we do this is no commercial messages, no commercial interruptions. We don't take any money from anybody except the people who see some value for the value that we're providing to them. This is the product, what you're hearing right now. You are not the product. You are not being sold to anybody. You are not obligated to give anything back to us. Uh, but when you do, you are guaranteed uh, that the show will continue as long as you do it en masse. And, of course, we still need more listeners. Please help us out with that. And uh, as a part of the model, uh, we block people on Twitter. We tell them to go away. We don't listen to what they have to say. <laughs> we hate the Belgians. <laughs> oh, God. org slash N-A. So, of course, we will be uh, knighting uh, Nico Dahan uh, coming up as uh, Ellen Hirsch Dahan very kindly uh, gave him a beautiful birthday present. I, I'm not, I'm, I guess it was for uh, for today's show, even though we do have a show on the 11th. just want to make sure that uh, he gets his happy birthdays for the 12th from uh, Ellen. Congratulations, Nico. Joshua Pettigrew congratulates his wife, uh, Jessica. Uh, her uh, birthday was on September 2nd. And Marty Williamson congratulates uh, his daughter, Rachel, who will be turning 18 on September 10th. Congratulations from all of your buddies here at the show that turns you away. It's a new agenda show. Oh, crap. What did I do there? Uh, it's, your, uh, it's your birthday. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <clears throat> having one of those moments here. Slickston. Yeah, it was really good. Draw your blade, Dvorak. Here. Uh. 
Nice. Nico DeHaan, step forward, my friend. Kneel and extend your finger. The same goes for Mikola Lajinski. I think I pronounced it properly. Both of you now are welcome into a very exclusive club as your donations have received the amount of $1,000 or more. We hereby pronounce the Sir Nico and Sir Mikola. Knights of the No Agenda Roundtable. Hot pants and booze right over there. Join the rest of the crew. And uh, your rings will be in. The- we have to order new rings, John. We, uh, you ignored the email. You're ignoring the shill. But if you, if you know if you ignore it, then it just comes to a head. So we got we to, gotta, like, do another order. Seriously. Okay. Will you just hey, do- I'm in. Well, then prove it already. The guy's waiting. Hey, I, I, I'm a little behind in my work. So people, like the just butcher so, said, he backed into the meat grinder. <laughs> just so people know, John does all the finances on the show. Hmm. And uh, take it. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. I, I do the production and everything. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Is, 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 am I saying something weird? Is it something wrong? No, I didn't. I was, I was, I was, I was uh, doing like a little uh, blues uh, call and return kind of thing. You know, you said something <laughs> I kind of, I'm helping you. Okay. Hey, uh, this was, one of our producers sent this in. I really appreciate it. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, big story on CBS 60 Minutes about WikiLeaks. Pay attention. This is how your commercial media works, unlike your No Agenda show, which will gladly block you and send you away. Since our interview first aired in January, WikiLeaks has continued to release documents on its website, but its donations have fallen off considerably. Also, a number of websites have tried to copy the WikiLeaks model of soliciting secrets, including several in the mainstream media. Go to 60MinutesOvertime.com to hear how the Julian Assange WikiLeaks story almost never happened. Sponsored by Pfizer. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, notice there's never a WikiLeaks cable about Big Pharma. Not if it's sponsored by Pfizer. (laughs) Exactly. My point exactly. It's all scripted, ladies and gentlemen. This is is why we live in obscurity and in poverty, is because we are not scripted, and we're just calling it as we see it. Not always right, by the way, but we just call it as we see it. We're right more often than we're wrong, that's for sure. So one of the things that we've talked about since 2008 is that uh, ever since there were two inaugurations of President Obama, one in public and then one uh, in private, without any press... That there are actually two Obamas, two President Obamas. There's the one who's gray, and uh, there's the one that's out in the country going, "Hello, everybody! What is time this? Hey, unions are good, shared prosperity." And I have proof that there are two Obamas. Finally, a CNN report slips up and gives me proof that there are two Obamas. May I share this with you, John? Yeah, hit it. No, I have to read it. Oh. Of course, all the good stuff is never on video. President Barack Obama left for Camp David on Marine One on Friday, but in a twist that has left some White House reporters scratching their heads, he apparently arrived at the presidential retreat by car. So he leaves on the helicopter, but arrives by car. White House Press Secretary Jay Carney explained the decision not to land at Camp David was made in advance because of the weather, Marine One landed at an alternate site near Frederick, Maryland, Spook Central, 
And the president and his daughter, Sasha, rode in a motorcade the west of the, for the rest of the way to the compound. However, um, even CNN concurs there were no signs of stormy weather in the area whatsoever. The White House confirms there were no mechanical issues with the helicopter. And people are not understood. So this is the switch took place. They sent the wrong guy to Camp David to party. So they had to switch. So they landed in Fredericksburg. And that's when the other guy jumped in the car and drove the rest of the way. Wonder what he does about the daughters. Don't they have duplicates of them? Who says they're not four of them? They could be. They could be. They could be. They could be drones. They could be bots. Well, I don't know, but I think that's a stretch. Former- I think it's a stretch that they're bots. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. It's a little bit of a stretch. But it's possible. Uh, so uh, another. Um, this is something that is very important, uh, especially for our cis admins and people who, are, who care about Facebook and Google and all the crap that they're doing and tracking us. And I just want to explain how this works, but it's very important now. Uh, this is part of our shadow puppet theater. As yesterday, Facebook announced that uh, Erskine Bowles has joined the board of directors of Facebook. Now, now, all the reports are saying, oh, this guy used to be chief of staff to President Bill Clinton. That's not important. Erskine Bowles is a board member of General Motors, Morgan Stanley, North Carolina Mutual Life Insurance Company, and also uh, co-chaired our current president's National Commission on Fiscal Responsibility and Reform. Sounds like the exact guy he needed Facebook, right? So let me explain how this works. It's the same as Google. Let me tell you about a couple of people in the current administration who come from Google. Uh, uh, our, uh, what's his name? Summit Agarwal. I have no idea what nationality Summit Agarwal is. Is the Deputy Assistant of Defense for Outreach and Social Media in the Office of the Assistant Secretary of Defense. Andrew McLaughlin, former head of global public policy and government affairs for Google. Yes, that's a department. Public policy and government affairs is now deputy chief technology officer in the Office of Science and Technology. And Katie Jacob Stanton is a former Google product manager who was also involved in the company's elections project, uh, is now the director of citizen participation in the White House. And why is this important? Because when you are running an election... The thing you win on, well, there's two things you win on. One is you win on having the most money for advertisements. And we know that President Obama has already said we're going out for a billion dollars this time. A billion. A billion dollars to buy ads with, which is why the media sucks their schlong. But you need to know the exact demographics of everybody. And so while we're very concerned about uh, our uh, email being read and about people spying, about you know locking us up, see something, say something, what's really going on is these companies, first Google, now Facebook, with the shill coming on board, they're actually, and they have, they have departments, they have government departments where they sell demographic data so that they can better target their messaging to you. It's all about the advertising. And here's now Facebook joining that exclusive club by putting the shill on their board of directors. And this is the, this is what no one ever talks about is that the data, cause you know, and, and Coca-Cola can buy the data, right? McDonald's can buy the data. Why not the Obama campaign? Well, they're buying it. 
but they're forcing them more force forcing it by just putting people in there and saying, all right, and they know everything about you and they know exactly how to talk to you and know exactly how to advertise so that you will elect the president that you deserve. Well, that's a pretty peculiar pick for a board guy on that company, but you're dead on. This whole thing is a scam. But, you know, the, the Facebook has long since been co-opted. I mean, if, I remember the report somebody who did on Facebook. They were over at the office, and there was the head of the FBI just casually it was in, rolling it was around. In, it was in Time Magazine. Yeah. It was in oh, Time. I guess who, look who's here. <laughs> it was in Time. I can probably find that article for you. It was, yeah. in, it was uh, the Zuckerberg. It was the big, uh, let me see, Zuckerberg FBI. I'm going to search.nashownotes.com. Here you go. Boom. What do we have? This is so cool. Uh, couldn't find it. Hey, by the way, that, <laughs> couldn't check, find check it. that email again because I think you should have that clip. Okay. We will check the emails again. You may just be going to spam or maybe I've blocked you. No, no. I, I looked back and somehow I guess I hit the close instead of send. I don't know. It's so hard, this email thing, isn't it? It is. Well, it is when you have two buttons right next to each other that one of them closes it and the other one sends it. There's two whole buttons. This is outrageous. All right. Thom? Is that the one? Thom, yeah. I, I, while well, you're trying to do your research there. Uh, you want me to play it? Well, that, uh, first of all, I wanted to give you a little background on this. Is uh, Apparently, WikiLeaks had some other leak that nobody's really playing up much about some murders that took place in, during the Bush administrations in Iraq. But the, I found that the wording and the actual description of what happened, and, and tell me that, I, I want you to visualize what he's describing and tell me how this works and play it. Here we go. Right up, WikiLeaks has outed another heinous war crime committed by U.S. troops in Iraq. One includes the execution-style killing of a five-month-old infant. What? The execution-style, J.C. and I were watching this together. and a it was five-year-old just a, infant? Five month. Five month. Wow. How do you do an execution style killing of a five? Okay, kid. <laughs> Neil. <laughs> Neil. <laughs> oh, God. Turn around. So what was the conversation you and Buzzkill Jr. had? That we must were, have been We were funny. saying, what is a five month old execution style? Does this make any sense to anybody? That's pretty scary. It's not scary. It's idiotic. It's not even possible. So what do you just, by the way, I want to remind people that one of the things that you get out of our show and why you should be contributing is because it makes you get more out of the news. You get an entertainment level off of some of the stupidities that these people spew. Uh, it's just like it's an eye roller. That was an eye roller. Sorry. I know it's sick. I'm sure the kid was someone was killed, but it was execution style? I don't think so. On the afternoon of November 16th, 2010, Mark Zuckerberg was leading a meeting in the aquarium, one of Facebook's conference rooms, so named because it's in the middle of a huge workspace and has glass walls on three sides so everybody can see in. The wow. Door, the door opened. I, just, I need some like... The door opened. A distinguished looking gray-haired man burst in. It's the only way to describe his entrance, trailed by a couple of deputies. He was both the oldest person in the room by 20 years and the only one wearing a suit. He was in the building, he explained, with the delighted air of a man about to secure ironclad bragging rights forever, and he just had to stop in and introduce himself to Zuckerberg. Hi, I'm Robert Mueller, director of the FBI. 
pleased to meet you. <laughs> this is the guy who got extended, right? He got the ex- yeah, yeah, against all the laws that were put in place to keep uh, you know somebody from becoming a an F another uh, head of the FBI like uh, J Edgar Hoover, you know, who was just a nightmare. Uh, so uh, they put all these laws in place, and of course uh, they just eh, that's, you know, they, we like this guy. Let's leave him in. So let me so let me just repeat. He was in the building anyway. Yeah, I was just down there just grabbing some files. And I decided to stick my head in and get some bragging rights. Hey, Robert Mueller, FBI. Douche. So it was. It's just, sorry, it's, ridiculous. it's just ridiculous. It was a ridiculous uh, story, and the fact that the Time Magazine guy just lapped it up. Sometimes it takes a couple of years, but justice will be served. Uh, in 2007, I think seven or eight, uh, I brought up a topic on a radio show on a radio station called Arrow Classic Rock in the Netherlands. And the story was about uh, the Secretary General of the Dutch Justice System. His name is Joris Demink. And uh, the story was that he has systematically been uh, raping and abusing children, not only in the Netherlands, but also in Turkey. Um, and uh, not only was I uh, taken off the air, but the entire station is gone. Their license was revoked. Their financing dried up, and uh, it's gone. Gone within three months after the statement. On the 5th of September, it looks like uh, I'm going to be right. Uh, Two Turkish men have formally charged the Secretary General in the Netherlands, and the uh, uh, Department, and I'm sorry, the Justice Department uh, is going to have to open up an investigation uh, these two Turkish men say that, uh, indeed, they were abused by Joris Demink when they were 12 and 15 years old. So we'll see if justice is served, but it's always interesting uh, to note that something that uh, I picked up on five years ago is now finally coming to the forefront. And 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 uh, and you managed to get the station shut down. <laughs> Yay! Good job. Good work. Good this, by the way, is another reason we have to go to the donation models because I'm working with Adam Curry. <laughs> hey, man, tell me about that show you're working on. Yeah, it's really good. I'm working with Adam Curry. Oh, oh, uh-huh. I hope you don't. I hope it's not out of some radio yeah. station because they'll be shutting that thing down shortly. <laughs> you still got power. You, you still got water at your place, man. Yeah. Hey, by the way, um, in that uh, you sent out a nice letter. Uh, we both sent out a nice letter uh, to everybody to the producers who are on the mailing list and. Uh, uh, if you're not on the mailing list, you need to get on it. Please get on the mailing list. And there was a, a really nice uh, illustration there uh, from Jay's forthcoming book, and I want you to talk about that because I'm very yeah, excited Jay's about her, it. She, we got her to do. Uh, we wanted to talk about this some time ago. That it's going to be the No Agenda ABCs, a kids book, and it's going to have all the letters of the alphabet covered by you know. And in the, in the illustration that came in the mail was uh, um, O. It stands for opt out. <laughs> yeah. And this is something all children should have, the book of, of you know, no agenda memes that are important, the opt out being one of them. And, of course, it shows some sleazeball, you know, pervert uh, feeling up somebody. And uh, she's a good, she's a really good uh, illustrator. And it's amazing. It's and great. She's she got the whole book done. And we just have to piece it together and put the uh, letters, you know, put the, the, 
uh, letters and and find a little public I, I, printer. I remember we, um, I remember we were working on that over email. Right. Uh, and, uh, we needed we needed just a letter for each or some meaning on each letter of the alphabet. And what's uh, Q? Do we have Q is for Kaida? I don't know what Q is. I'd have to look in the list. <laughs> It should be Kaida, but I don't. I don't think it is. I don't know what. I think Q is something else. Let me take a look. And I think. Do you I have the list there? Do you have the? Do you have the list? Uh, yeah, I have the list? the list. I have the illustrations, and each one has the because name. The thing is, is this this book? We it needs to be updated from time to time because new memes come out. Like uh, here's a new one: uh, captured or killed. That's the meme of the day. That's the, that's the new one. You'll see that in America too, by the way. Right now, it's being used for Gaddafi. Captured or killed. It's going to be used for anybody. We've got Q is quarantine. I think it. I think we need to change it to Kaida. Oh, maybe. I don't know if she wants to go back and do any more drawings. Do you so. want to just go down the list real quick and just give us the? Yeah, whole thing? we got uh, Alien for A. <laughs> that was my contribution. Yeah, great. Uh, boots on the ground, chemtrails, <laughs> douchebag, <laughs> elite, yeah. false flag, uh-huh. Gitmo Nation, human resources nice. in the morning, uh-huh. jabroni. <laughs> Good. Knights, Lucifer Clinton, Magic Number, mm. Nothing to See Here, which is the funny illustration because it's just a blank sheet. <laughs> it's empty. That was, the, that was the hardest one to do. Opt Out, which is uh, included on the email. Right. Pre-crime, Quarantine, Real News, Shut Up Slave, mm. Two to the Head, nice. UFO, vaccinations we need cash x-ray machine you can take that to the bank and zero tolerance uh, i think we need to come something else for we need cash because that's it's just send us your cash we need something else for the w george uh, w obama what w, george w obama well that, that's be a g you have to be Duh. it has to be the first thing okay we'll work okay well, we can come up with something else for the W. If she wants to do another drawing, otherwise it stays. I can, no, I'm not doing another drawing. It took her long and that, she got stuck at about 20. She had six to go and it was like, when are you going to do the six? Uh, and so come, are you going to do the six? Oh, come on. Don't be like your parents. Actually get something done. Come on, you can do it. This, By the way, it's... A- oh, we got one. Jay said, the Buzzkill Jr. just came up with the W. What is it? Uh, it's a beauty. You're going to tell W-T-C-7. us? WTC7. Ooh! Won't go away. I love it. That's perfect. WTC7 won't go away. All right, well, so I'm going to have to talk her into that. That's an easy one. That's I think easy. She, she, she can just, she can just uh, draw a pile of rubble. <laughs> a pile of rubble. <laughs> yeah. With Giuliani going, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or just pull it or something like well, that. Well, luckily, somebody, she got enough compliments on the opt-out drawing that I can probably talk her into doing one more. Nah, that'd be cool if she didn't. I'm very proud of her. And uh, Miss Mickey, by the way, is another No Agenda. So um, she started working on the No Agenda Hot Pockets 2008 tour uh, book. And she's doing it in the, just to get the idea for a layout. She did it in the uh, the Apple book creator, and which has a limit of 100 pages for some reason. I'm like, sorry, no more pages for you. Yeah. But she actually has closer to like, really, when you look at it, 250 pages so instead of a book uh the idea is to turn this into a dvd and uh, we'll be i guess we'll uh, make the D- the dvd available and then if you want to buy prints of so because i mean there's so many great pictures of people mainly i mean there's a lot of great beautiful mickey like pictures which are really art the stuff she does 
beautiful things we and also broken things that we saw on the tour. But there's so many pictures of people that I'm sure people want to have some of these group shots and some individual shots. So uh, we'll, I think we'll be making a DVD available, and then uh, you can order prints uh, from the DVD. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, then finally, just from the Elite file, that would be E in the uh, No Agenda Primer book for kids. Uh, former President Bill Clinton celebrated his birthday, Martha's Vineyard, over the weekend. The longtime island visitor, who turned 65 last month, was joined for the party at Herring Creek Farms Barn by host Linda Rothschild, uh, Vernon and, and Ann Jordan, uh, and the Rothschild's husband, Sir Evelyn de Rothschild, all who also have birthdays within a month of each other. Uh, the night included square dancing, dinner, and a surprise performance by Carly Simon and Ben Taylor. I guess James won't do it anymore. A surprise performance? Surprise. Which he just showed up? Yeah. With the hey, p- look who's in the audience, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Come on up, Carly. Come on up, Carly. We got a guitar for you. You want to play a little song? Oh, sure. I think she plays uh, piano. Now, oh. here, here's what caught my eye. Whatever. Partiers included Hillary Rodham Clinton. By the way, can you just imagine her square dancing? Clippity-clop, clippity-clop, and swing your partner round and round. Clippity-clop, clippity-clop. The world's richest man, Carlos Slim. And here's the interesting one. uh, Eagles owner Jeffrey Lurie and wife Christina Lurie. And I went, hey, do you know know who they are? Do you know what they did? Jeffrey and Christina? Well, before they owned the Eagles? They produced Inside Job. Oh, oh, <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's exactly the feeling I had. They actually got the the Oscar uh, for best documentary. They produced it. The freaking elites produced one. of, And I have to say it was a pretty good documentary. It was enjoyable. So, you know, you think they, you know, they produced it and then uh, maybe they're like, just have no incentive to go and, uh, and promote more or do anything. I mean, this, this is no good. This is very disappointing to me, actually. So what was this party about again? Clinton's birthday. It was Clinton's birthday? Yeah. Bill? Yeah. And, and all the, ri- the richest douchebags in the world were there. And these guys are there. Who produced that movie? Wow. Yeah. They're probably going, hey, that was great, man. We, you Good got, job of misdirection with that movie. He did that movie, and, and we're still all out here partying. Carlos Slim has just slapped him on the back saying, good work, boy. Good work. Yay, party. Come on, Hillary. Clippity-clop. Clippity-clop. Good job. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's sad. And I do want to point out that uh, we missed an important movie premiere uh, moment. And this came to me when two running shoes containing what looked like human remains were found in Victoria Monday afternoon, but police uh, think they're a hoax. Uh, of course, we had foots in the ocean, uh, noagendafoots.com. I wish someone would put a, do a hoax and then have the No Agenda logo inside. <laughs> well, it's a promotion, and I figure out what it's for. It's for the new movie Footloose. <laughs> we could have figured that one out easy. Yeah, yeah, no-brainer. And then for our final entry, I'd like to play you a clip, John, which was promoted by Hill and Knowlton, our friends and friends of the high-speed rail industry, the oil industry, everybody else in between. They'll take anybody's money. They'll work for Satan if he pays, is literally the chairman's quote. Um, they're promoting this little creative agency. You okay? Yeah. I thought you fell. Sound like you fell over. 
Um, yeah, that's what I'm prone to do while seated. <laughs> I don't know. It could happen. I just want to make sure you're okay. You know. Um, they did a... Uh, so they promoted this video. Actually, it's more than a video. It's a series of videos by this small creative agency. And the agency has come up with something called the Museum of Obsolete. While our daily lives become more and more digital, some things just vanish. They simply became obsolete. Let's remember these items. In the Museum of Obsolete Objects. Okay, the Museum of Obsolete Objects, John. This is what is being promoted to us slaves. What do you think is in the Museum of Obsolete Objects? I would say a vinyl record. Yes, that's in there. A typewriter. Yes, that's in there. A a buggy whip. Not in there. Should be. Yeah. A a horse buggy, maybe? Actually, a radio is in the Museum of Obsolete, which I thought was... What? Yeah, it was borderline. What? Borderline. It's borderline obsolete. But this one... Is the kicker. The incandescent light bulb produced light by heating a metal filament wire to a high temperature. Now they've got this like like a transformer knob, and they're gonna turn the knob and, and light the light bulb. This obsolete filament bulb. Until it glowed. Example. And then they turn it all the way up. Do they buzz like that? Yeah, I yeah, never yeah, noticed. Yeah, I still yeah. have these these obsolete <laughs> objects in my house. Right, listen, but listen to what happens if you mistreat the obsolete object. Don't try this at home. <laughs> Don't try this at home, John. There you Where go. Did you find this piece of crap? Well, it was promoted on tweeters by uh, Hill and Knowlton. They're pro- I, I follow the douchebags, and Robert Leather, I think, uh, pointed out to me. This is this is this is the propaganda. Oh, disgusting! <laughs> All right, my friend. Unless you've got something. Nope, I'm good to go. We have uh, the, the the famous September 11th uh, show coming up. I don't think we've ever done a show on September 11th, but okay. No, this will be it, and it did coincidentally the 10th anniversary. Uh, uh, it'll be no uh, unique because there'll be all kinds of hell breaking loose all over the place. Yeah, Al-Qaeda will be killing us. Lone, lone wolves who want to make a message, get some attention. Hey, uh, chat room, is there a No Agenda producer update coming or do I just uh, kick something else in? Let me know. If not, uh, we'll play a Dvorak uh, horror. It's uh, unplugged thing. It's good. It should be worth listening to. Yeah. Oh, John, always fun to talk to you. Well, it was a thrill. <laughs> I'm still moist. And so I'll uh, intend to uh, be back on Sunday. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. After checking Dvorak.org slash NA for people. And uh, we'll see what's what. Coming to you from Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic of Southern California here at the Watchtower. Good morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where the traffic is still backed up, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Sunday, right here on No Agenda. Adios, mofo. Dvorak.org slash N-A